Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. We're representing strong down here in the basement, man. This is what we like to call a throwdown Thursday. That's right. A little classic. Just for good measure. But you know what? It's all, you can call it a thirsty Thursday if you want, because Lord knows, man, I needed some beverages after this week. That is for sure. Uh, file that under uh, Indianapolis Colts. Also, certainly file that under not San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. Lord knows they needed some beverages, too. <laughs> I don't know if Philip Rivers drinks, but if ever there was a time to do it, by the time you're 0-8 <laughs> against Tom Brady and the Patriots, including the playoffs, you probably need a beer. Anyway, let's go ahead and get my drinking partner and the sports brew dude of the night up in this piece. That's right, the one and only D-Stat. What's going on, bro? Living larger than charge, my brother. Yeah, that's good, man. You ready to hit your cue, dude? Oh, always. All right, man. Three, brew, and that's right, sir. Fun. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that always gets me wound up, man, when we... When we uh. It's fun sometimes to think about the evolution of this podcast. I mean, we're like you know, seven years in, eight years in. It's a long time. And, um, you know, it's just fun to think about the intros. And obviously tonight we have to give a little shout out to Shannon, who's under the weather. Maybe he can raise the one in one flag for the Colts. Uh, maybe that's really what he did. He traveled up to Indy to go ahead and raise that thing, right? Um, you know, but he's got like the flu, the, the man flu or whatever, or man. You know, I guess his immune system got furloughed. I'm not entirely sure where it disappeared like the Colts did in that game. Uh, that's just mean. But, uh, no, Shannon, feel better, dude. And, uh, you know, Randy, you know, had, had to have a procedure, had a, had a big old kidney stone trying to, like, rough up his guts. So uh, he's also down for the count and in recovery mode. So, guys, well, Randy, I, we weren't going to talk about Alabama and Clemson this week, so you were safe. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but, uh, no, both of you healed up, feel better. Uh, Mark and I will certainly handle uh, handle the business, handle the fort, and uh, get down. But you know the intros are always good, so it's uh, you know it sounds weird, but I almost kind of miss when I don't get to drop intros on people. You know, I know that sounds goofy, <laughs> but like it's almost like a hype video. You know what I mean? Like the get hype part, and you got this intro, and it's like tech with inner Sandman, or you know all that stuff, and you know you don't have that on a night where people are, particularly when they're under the weather. It's one thing when, if somebody just can't record one night, but you know people are like down for the count. And you're like ah. Feel for you a little bit, but should should you maybe you know play play them like I was gonna say in memoriam, but they're not dead. (laughs) No, they're not dead. Mercifully, they're not dead. Oh my god, (laughs) let's not kill them off, dude. (laughs) All right, so in honor of Shannon, (laughs) we'll go ahead and drop a little California love, just for good measure. And incidentally, I do feel very dirty for kind of, sort of, almost rooting for the Cowboys against the Rams. <laughs> I did up there were my upset pick and pick them, so I kind of felt compelled to do it. But I felt I felt a little dirty. I felt a little dirty. So late in the game, though, late in the game, though, my inner Redskin fan truly came out. And I was like, "Yes, they lost," but there was a part of me that still still was kind of hoping. It's just terrible, isn't it? My God. A little bit. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? All right, here we go. We might as well throw Randy's in there, too. Just for good measure. Yeah. Oh, giggity guiles. Little seven dust. Yeah. Is that in honor of, of the actual, you know, the score? It's like the, the Colts got seven that sort of mattered and then, you know, garbage stuff later and... Quite frankly, the open of the uh, of the Chargers Patriots game when Rivers hit Keenan Allen deep, I was like, okay, we might have a good game here. And then you know, the right. final score is not really doesn't tell you what that game was. 
Because what did they close? Thirty-five to seven at the end of the first half. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's right. I mean, it, that was that was just a whooping. So they really were seven dust for sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> feel better, guys. Feel better. And then I, you know what? I'll throw in a song. I don't know if I would have given this to Whitfield. I don't know what Whitfield's doing, sleeping. I guess drinking milk and sleeping. But this was actually going to be dedicated to the to the Rams for running off roughshod over the Cowboys. Man, getting a little footloose, dude. There you go. A little throwback Thursday, a little randomness. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just for good measure. Just for good measure. Anyway, before we get into football, I did have a couple of things I wanted to touch base on, and this is just general conversation, just for fun. Um, Number one, Jalen Hurts transferring to Oklahoma. Uh, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, Lake and Riley, obviously a pretty uh, tremendous track record of uh, Heisman quarterback success over the past couple of years, so you can't knock that. Uh, I certainly wish Jalen Hurts well. I'm just curious to see how that plays out. It's a... Um, yeah, I mean, he was 26-2 and two as a starter. Obviously, he's going to have a strong opportunity to be back in the CFP, and he might get another shot you know, at Clemson and then maybe a shot at his former team in Alabama. So yeah. that's pretty wild, but uh, certainly wish him well. A, a little bit surprised, but uh, good for him. He's been a good teammate, good dude, soldiered through. So, you know, and I think Alabama actually had like a tribute video that he sent out for him. Which I thought was a classy move. Very classy. Classy move. Also, um, kind of random, and we'll probably topic jump a little bit. And it's just, since it's just the two of us, it's probably going to be really easy to topic jump tonight. <laughs> I would trust that you've been enjoying a little bit of Golden State Warriors basketball. Uh, I don't know how much the Denver Nuggets enjoyed the Golden State <laughs> basketball uh, when Golden State <laughs> dropped 51 on them in the first quarter. Highest score in first quarter in NBA history. I mean, that is that is insane, uh, and that's certainly a statement uh, a statement game. Uh, by the way, when is did Boogie Cousins already come back? Um, I uh, should know this. I'm not sure. I don't think uh, he has yet. But he, if, I mean, it's I right around the corner. Come back this, this month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm super curious to see that. And obviously, as we transition from the NFL, we're gonna spend a lot of time with college basketball, certainly the NBA. And uh, I mean, we'll dibble and dabble with some signings in baseball and stuff. Although you know me, I'm always going to find a way to go back to the NFL. I just always do it. I can't get I, away. I, can't, I, can't get away from. It. I should know the. I should know the exact number, but I mean, I know one of the mm-hmm. one of the games from not not quite as recent, but maybe a couple weeks ago, where Clay Clay, I think I want to say he had like 25 and a quarter or something like that. But it was off. Of, he, he dribbled the ball four times. Well, yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> nudge, man. Just, so I know. Insane. I mean, I that, know. That's, that's his forte. He's, he's a catch and shoot. That's what he wants to do. But that's ridiculous that you know yes. you put up that many points, four dribbles. They're the type of team they've done enough and they've won enough um, over the past several years. And it, it, it's like the regular season's important, but really just for positioning and just for them to you know, manage the roster, manage their minutes, manage their health. It's what they do in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So really, right. they're they're gonna be fine. It's just you know what's their seed, where are they at, and then what do they do? Um, I, I almost think I almost I almost think they. I mean, obviously a very different season format than than football mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Oh sure. But I was gonna but I was gonna say I mean I almost think it in the way that I think for some teams like like uh, the, the the Patriots, you know, when people question like maybe they needed to lose one, maybe it would have benefited them. Sure. I almost think that the Warriors maybe it kind of helps deke out. 
future playoff opponents if they don't look as you know untouchable. I mean, there's really maybe they've had times this season, and I'm not saying that they're intentionally losing, but I just think that it almost benefits them that maybe they look like they have holes, maybe they look like they are susceptible to certain things throughout the regular season uh, here and there, and but then come you know right now they're just playing out of their mind. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's like, at some point, what motivates you? You know what I mean? And so, like, one of the interesting storylines from the NFL, okay, this past week and going into the uh, championship game weekend is this whole idea that the Patriots are underdogs. And to be fair, the Chiefs should be favored in that game. They should be. Absolutely. However, because of the Patriots' history, the notion of them being underdogs is great for them from a motivational aspect and for the – whether it's disrespect or the chip on their shoulder or however it is. Now, we'll, now, obviously, they've been much better at home than they have been on the road this year and in the playoffs and years past. But that serves as a bit of motivation for them. And so perhaps Golden State, yes, they've had some issues. But when people get on them and bag on them and pile on them and call them out and maybe it's over, maybe they're not as good, blah, 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 those things are tools, right? And those are veteran players. That's a veteran coach. They've won their rings. They know how to win. And to me, barring a problem with the players being healthy and, you know, or somebody else getting insanely hot um, at the right time, they, they're still the alphas. So if playing the disrespect card and getting pissed helps them climb the mountain again, play it. Play that card. Go for it. Because, again, it's, for them, the, the regular season is just pff, whatever. And you, a lot of people can make the joke about the NBA regular season anyway. It doesn't really matter until you get late, until you get in the playoffs is what you do then. And they've done enough, and they've won enough, that really it's, it's what do you do in the, in, the, you know, in the postseason. So if they end up deriving some motivation uh, from people calling them out or doubting them, if that's a tool, roll with it. It's what they do in the playoffs. That's it. Yeah, they're still the alphas until somebody legitimately takes them out or they break that team up or they age out, then that's just what it is. So that'll be a fun follow as we get later in the NBA season and all those things really round in the form. <laughs> kind of kind of crazy to realize, realize that Steph, Steph's been in the league and on the Warriors for t- 10 years now. Doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like, like it, it, does it? No. Yeah. No, time flies. Time flies, dude. <laughs> I remember watch, I remember watching him at Davidson. I mean, I I was like this, you know, he's you know mostly just getting recognition for 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 his shot. Um, but I can tell there's a little more to his game. But I mean, even just on this shot alone, yeah. he he will certainly have his opportunities. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. And um, I mean, Lord knows, I, I think it's safe to believe he's gonna he's just gonna shatter every relevant three point record there is in the league. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, unless he retires early because he's bored, or <laughs> like his feet fall off or something. I mean, right. you know, I mean, it's just they're an incredible team to watch, and you know, we're really alive, and we're really getting to enjoy some very, very like all time golden era athletes. You know, LeBron James is one of them, and we grew up obviously with Jordan, and like I remember Bird, I remember Magic, but you know, I was still very young. But we've lived through, and we are currently enjoying some really all-time guys. We've talked about that when the, with the NFL and quarterbacks, and you know certainly with Brady, with Peyton Manning, with Favre, uh, and then you're starting to look at some of the young guys 
Although I, I think you can have some concern for Cam Newton and the shoulder. Obviously, it sounds like he there's a real possibility you could miss next season. But hey, you know what? It's how the Colts got luck right. If that's what they have to do for Newton, do it. Oh yeah, without but, without question. Without question. But then you think about the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant, uh, obviously Curry, and I think I said LeBron James earlier. Uh, and then Harden just purely as a scorer, if nothing else, they haven't had enough playoff success. But you know, some of what that guy has been doing, you know, this season, we really get to enjoy a lot of very tremendous stuff. And there's plenty of other sports we're not even touching. We're really just talking about the NBA and the NFL. And quite frankly, we're also in a you know a golden era for some collegiate athletes too. How about that Zion Williamson guy? Maybe <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, how about the fact that I mean three. <laughs> Three of the top four NBA pro- prospects are expected to go one through four. Three of them are, are those Duke guys, you know, RJ, Zion, number one, of course, yeah. uh, Cam, number four. I actually hadn't seen any of them uh, until tonight, but the number three guy, uh, this guy from Wright State, I'll look up his name, but oh my God, watching highlights of him from tonight, uh, mm-hmm. he's got a sh- short name again, I'll, I'll pull it up, but uh, high flyer, crazy dunker, guy more chops than that. I think he's uh, putting up you know, mostly about like 25, 26 a game and, and, mm-hmm. and, and get, gets rebounds too. Uh, and assists. Yeah. So that, he's got an all right game. But Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Is that the dude that's like 6'2 or 6'3 but has like crazy hops? Uh, I, I think you may be right actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you double check that? Because yeah. I will go ahead and transition real quick. And this is just batting a little cleanup just for funsies. Number one, I caught the tail end. Obviously, you know, with the NFL, it's a little different, man. It's like Sunday, Monday, Thursday night, boom, boom. You know, but sometimes with, uh, you know, basketball or college basketball, you know, you have other stuff going on. So maybe you can watch a game. Maybe you catch a tail end of a game. Maybe you forget a game's on. That sounds terrible. Um, but I caught the, the like, the, 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 the last chunk of, like, the Duke-FSU game. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, obviously, you know, you end up with uh, – uh, a pretty wild finish and Duke pulling that out. And I was like, hell yeah. And and, and then, you know, it, it bleeds over and you get obviously uh, Syracuse. And I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with Cuse, man. I, I've, I've pulled for them back in the day. They're not my team, but uh, for whatever reason, I've always had a little affinity for Syracuse. And I don't know why. I, th- I don't know if it's because I liked Beheim. I'm not sure. Uh, perhaps it was because I really, you know, back in the day, sorry, Shannon, I really wish they would have beaten Kentucky in the championship game as some payback. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. So, uh, you know, I've had a little soft spot for Syracuse. Um, but you know, they're, they're an oddball team cause they can come out of nowhere and just get you, you know what I mean? And, and they certainly got Duke. Now to be fair, you know, Reddish didn't play. What do they have? Flu-like, you know, flu-like symptoms and, and then Trey Jones separated his shoulder and, and, the last time I checked, he was out indefinitely. I don't know if anything concrete's come out about that. Uh, but certainly a, a monstrous shift. And Syracuse is a tough team anyway because of the way they defend you. So to lose Jones was – I mean, that's huge. That's huge. And then to not have, you know, not have Reddish. So um, that's, a tough, that's a tough way to go. But, you know, you have, you have to certainly congratulate uh, Syracuse. And I kind of figured uh, they uh, – in, in honor of Randy, they dedicated that game to his kidney stone. And they just blew that thing out of there. So, go Orange. But one of my favorite favorite quotes uh, after that game was was from Beheim. Let me see if I can find the right spot here. You know, he's talking about Zion. Let's see if I can get to the right spot because I love this line. I don't know if you heard it, but I loved this line. Here we go. So this is this is Beheim on uh, on Zion. 
it's hard to defend him. He's he's a, he's a he's a physical specimen. He's like Charles Barkley was, except he shoots better than Charles did, and he's not as fat. So. <laughs> He's a better shooter, and he's not as fat. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, I was dying. When I heard that sound, I was dying. But um, I think Bayheim was on uh, on with Dan Patrick or something, and, and Barkley called in and surprised him. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish Syracuse well at any games other uh, other than if they're playing Duke or I guess because my wife's from Charlottesville or UVA. But outside of that, I don't have a problem with them. But uh, I, I loved that. I loved that. Uh, I didn't love Scottie Pippen coming out and saying that he thinks that uh, Zion should shut it down uh, and not play for the rest of the season for injury risks. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I at least understand it sure. with football because the just because of the injury risk. But I, I don't. That almost seems kind of like foul to do in basketball, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I certainly don't agree with Scotty on that one. But uh, anyway, just out of curiosity, any um, any kind of impressions or takeaways from? Again, this is just for fun before we dig our meat hooks into football with the Duke stuff, and you know, I mean, we talked briefly pre-podcast, and I don't worry about these, you know, those kind of things because that that team is so young. Uh, I am worried about Trey Jones for sure. Because uh, I want to see him back on the court, but uh, you know, sometimes losing a little bit in season is good for you. You take a couple in the oh, chin, sure. you take a couple hard losses. You know, you learn from it. And uh, I mean, there's just so much youth in that team. Obviously, crazy talented, but um, it doesn't bother me to see him take a couple of tough L's and to be put in the tough situation. And kudos to FSU for even getting him there. My gosh. Oh, um, sure, and and. And I mean, it's you know division, division, so you know uh, conference, so you know expect a tough game. FSU's got 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 chops. I don't, I don't remember what the the game line was, but uh, I want to say it was like eight points. Um, but uh, yeah, great game from FSU, and mm-hmm. then so kudos to Duke for pulling it out. Uh, couldn't couldn't agree more about you know it's not a bad thing at all, especially at this point in the season. Nah, it's too early to to to, to face tough tough L losing trade in that game hurt. Uh, Beheim was you know super accurate with what he talked about i mean certainly yeah. he was, he was you know, pra- praising his team but he was like look i mean you know these guys that we know are incredible athletes just you know we're, we're shooting terribly and they're so supremely talented but sometimes that happens guys just were, were all off i mean again the, the benefit of having a team like that is usually when one or even two of the guys are, are off well and probably the third guy would be there to pick them up they were yeah. just all kind of off in that game still battled still got to overtime but you know tip of the caps it's a I mean, really, that's 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 mainly what I look at. Great, great job yeah. at Syracuse. Where, I mean, obviously everybody's hungry, but it doesn't matter how hungry you are. <laughs> typically, you're gonna have a tough time knocking off these Blue Devils. And so for me, while I mean, you and I have talked about it, and I think Zion's got a great head on his shoulders. I've got so many things I like about him. Um, certainly, you know, he's getting a lot more attention than the other guys, but 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 they're all getting plenty of, you know, highlight reels. And I, I hope. Not getting their egos built up too high, but you know you have to wonder and worry about that because everybody hypes them everywhere. Of course, so to, to 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 face you know occasional humble pie, face a couple of losses here and there, not the worst thing in the world, especially no. at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Once we start getting you know later in January and especially into February, that's when you know you want to see them start buckling down. Uh, super 
young team, but certainly with the amount of talent on this team, I, I would love to see them go super far in March and certainly think they should. So, you know, just come, come, come early to mid February, especially that's when I start, hope they start really, you know, seeing them hitting on all cylinders, which I mean, yeah. they're not, not terribly far from it right now. I mean, it's no. just, they're, they're supremely fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll call it my, my, my basketball version of what I'm, been saying about the the Chiefs all year long. I mean, the Chiefs, you know, been just so unbelievably high octane, so much fun to watch. Um, certainly, the Duke has been just, you know, even if you're not a Duke fan, I would hope that you, anybody out there, can enjoy watching what these these young guys can do. You know, 18, 19, 20 years old, um, and and Zion at, at the top of the the, the ladder. But I, I feel like the game against um, I didn't get to watch any of the Q's game actually, but I did watch most of the Florida State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Cam Reddish, I mean, he was just he, he had some moments in that game. He was just absolutely on fire. Uh, when they really needed big stuff there, he was. I feel like he was the one that stepped up really big in that game. Yeah, they're they're just they're. I mean, well, they're unreal talent. What What's great is you know there, there are times you watch a team and it's a lot of the scheme or it's a lot of the system and it's a lot of the coaching and those things always matter to some degree, of course. But there are times you watch these things and it's clear that somebody is a next level kind of player or athlete or like Patrick Mahomes. Once you're watching this guy play, you just know that he is special to watch. Now we don't know what his career will be, but some of what he does, barring a weird health problem, the way that he attacks playing the quarterback position is phenomenal. He he just does stuff that, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, that shouldn't work except in a video game with a broken, you know, broken code or something. The sidearms, the jump and throws. I mean, he just he does things that are just incredible. And there are just athletes and there are teams that just they transcend like you know what I mean you just know you're watching something special uh, as much as I hated them those 90s running rebels UNLV I mean that you know what I mean that was such a that was such a, a generational kind of team um and I, I think Zion is one of those athletes that that dude's gonna sell a lot of shoes bro <laughs> he's going that dude's gonna make a lot of endorsement money because he, he's got a great smile he's very likable but you're watching that guy you're like how is this dude that big and how does he move like that you know what i mean he just he has he has like the package he has the stuff he has the goods he has the it factor and, and, and so he, that's and, fun and he's, right and he's had a few games games of late where like if he gets the ball three point line and some people aren't coming out on him, they'll shoot it. And he's yep. had a few games where he hit, hit a few in a row. Yeah. And you know what? If if he can actually develop that into his game, he basically becomes unguardable. Because uh, kind of similar to what we say about LeBron, what what do you want to do to LeBron? You want to try to make him a jump shooter. You you, yeah. you know that if you let him take you to the paint, he's so big, he's so strong, you you just really can't keep him away. Uh, Williams obviously a, a different size, but but similarly a, a bulldozer in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um. And can get to the rack so easily. So you want him to be a jump shooter. You want him to keep him away from the paint. But if he's if he's hitting threes, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I I really don't. <laughs> I tri- triple team him. I mean, I I <laughs> he's I don't know, man. So um, I, I don't know if that's fully going to happen. I I don't think Coach K is really going to say, all right, Zion, let's you know, spend a lot. Of time <laughs> no, on probably. But not. I'm just saying, but... it's, it's 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 he's he's starting to hit a few, and so I'm just yeah. like, man. And he really could develop that into his game. I wish I had the uh, number in front of me, but I, I thought he had like some absolutely outlandish, like field goal shooting percentage. Like it's just it's crazy high. 
Um, Probably. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would think so because he's so good around the around the basket. But threes are fun. Uh, I will say this. Again, tip of the cap to uh, Syracuse. Uh, that's the first time that Duke lost at home while ranked as the number one team. I didn't know this, by the way. That's the first time that they lost at home while ranked as the number one team to anyone other than North Carolina. They were 104-0, and zero, 100, uh, undefeated against everyone else, excluding the Tar wow. So maybe that should make your brother happy, but <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but it, that's just a crazy stat. The other thing that's crazy is that they shot 43 threes in that game. Yep. Now, they only made nine. <laughs> only made nine, but they shot 43 threes, a school record for three-point attempts. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> nine of 43. Good gracious, y'all. And uh, I don't know. I think, what was it? I think Jack White was 0 for 10, so... Uh, you know, it's it's that's a tough way to go. But again, a tip of the cap to Syracuse. Certainly a hell of a win for them. But to me, it's just appreciate. You know, when you when you see great players in great systems um, with great coaches. You know, guys like you know Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? There's just we can start naming off names. There are just people that you watch that you know they're they're all timers and appreciate that because you you just there's only so many of them. There's only so many of them, and uh, you know, to me, Zion is is absolutely one of those guys. So oh, appreciate yeah. it. And hopefully, the season for them. Hopefully, they don't. You know, who was it that took you? Was it Mur- who took UVA out last year? Was it Murray State? Uh, were they like the gold? That sounds right to me. Were they like the golden retrievers? I don't know, or something goofy like that. That's sad. I don't remember. I just remember them losing. But it, uh, I was gonna. I was actually gonna give UVA a tip of the cap for throttling Virginia Tech, but. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Well, you, anyway. you gave me a good segue because uh, you yeah. mentioned Murray State. Well, I can say real quick, one, uh, Zion, is, his uh, shooting percentage is 66.2%. So, yeah, that's pretty pretty outstanding. Um, but uh, Murray, Murray State is who has the uh, the guy I was talking about. The, oh, that that's, just, yeah, that's what it is. Number, oh, it's number, UNBC. Number it's UNBC. That's who that was. UNBC. UNBC. You're, you're right. I was just thinking the M, the M got stuck in my head. The M guys talking about it. So not Murray State. UMBC, and I hope they're. I hope whoever runs their Twitter account is is funny. This you know this year. Well, I don't know, I don't know what their season's going to be, but uh, hopefully their Twitter account is still a fun follow. I'll look at that sometime. <laughs> yeah, they were great last year. Sometime. Oh, they but, were well. They were right. Well, anyway. nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Murray State because Murray State has the uh-huh. guy I'm saying. It looks like he's, he's top top three prospects for yeah. uh, the, the NBA draft. His name is a uh, Ja Morant. Yeah. He's six three. If you just, I know it's not good for our listeners, but we can certainly share stuff on the Facebook page when we post the the podcast. I posted one from tonight, his a dunk from of his from tonight. So if you can pull that real quick just to entertain yourself, a dunk he did tonight that's just jaw dropping. And, and certainly there's. Many I thought more he posterized somebody like that was six eight or six ten within the last he, week. He jumped- he jumped over their their yeah. head. If it's the one I'm, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of that you're referencing, so that's <laughs> insane. This was just a tomahawk tomahawk from tonight, where it looks like he jumped from just a little ways past the the stripe and oh, just flying, it's flying. Oh, that's I don't, I don't great. Get, oh, he, he's he's super impressive. So, uh, yeah, he'll he'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, good times. UVA, oh, yeah. please please don't suck ass in a tournament. Please don't suck ass at the time. I don't think Charlottesville can handle another wipeout, y'all. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it happened two years in a row. No, I, I doubt it. I, that's probably a team on a mission. So hopefully they can uh, do Tony Bennett a solid, man. 
Do you have any other like sports randos, or do you want to start shifting gears to uh, the football? Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll say I, I had some um, general thoughts on uh, what you're talking about with the. Uh, it really is a unique time with the NBA, where mm-hmm. yeah, the Warriors are still the, the, top, the top of the pack, and then it's it's still hard to imagine them getting taken down. But like, you really are correct in that there's so many supreme athletes throughout the NBA right now who are doing just some incredible things. I mean, I. I still think that, in a lot of ways, the most talented overall player mm-hmm. is still Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh man! Uh, I mean, he he's just I mean, and, fear and the deer, buddy. Get, yeah, he and he's just getting better. I mean, he's still he's still plenty young. Is going to get so much better, which is is scary enough on its own. Uh, but I mean, you got a potential MVP candidate and Anthony Davis. You know, on a freaking a team that's you know sub 500 uh that's unfortunate because the pelicans should be better than they are but he's still you know fear the brow i mean he's still absolutely unbelievable uh what harden's doing i hope people aren't just looking at and just thinking like oh well he's he's putting putting up you know 30 shots a game he's doing so much i mean that the triple doubles again that just doesn't come for no reason mm-hmm. um he he's and and just to be doing it consistently um it's just unbelievable. So hey, you, you know, you, it's, it's you want you want a fun stat for Harden? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, here you go. Fun factoid for Harden. All right, you get the double benefit because I know you were a Kobe guy. James Harden and Kobe Bryant are the only players since 1976 to 77 that season to average 40 points in a 15 game span. His yeah. 40 point triple double was his third in six games. Now this is a little bit early. This was a tweet from January 11th. His 12 consecutive games with at least five threes is five games longer than the next best streak in league history. I mean, you know, and again, that w- that was from January 11th. Um, yeah, it's, it's obscene. I mean, oh, oh, he went over 18 games. He scored 50 points or more three times and averaging 42 in that 18-game stretch. I mean, it's just, that's crazy. Now, I think with the Rockets, people will say, we'll do it in the playoffs, do it when it matters the most. And that's fair. That's a fair, that's fair criticism. It is, but I think you can still appreciate just what he's doing, which is filthy. Yeah, he's not doing this against JV squad opponents. I mean, he's doing this against NBA caliber teams, night in, night out. Oh my god! Who know? Who who know what he's about? Like, it's not like they're he's suddenly like shocking people with you know being this you know the the offensive firepower or, or being the focal point of the offense. They they know who he is and what he does, and they still just can't stop him. Oh, check uh, this unreal. bad boy out. All right, this was a treat from uh, Trey Wingo. When we say James Harden is out there doing it by it by himself, we're not kidding. None of James Harden's 115 points over the last two games have been assisted on. That's insane. 57, That's points, insane. 57 points against the Grizzlies, 58 against the Nets, 38 came with a free throw line. But he made 33 combined field goals over the span of two games, and not a single one was assisted. That's nuts. That's another one of those that just almost seems impossible. I mean, right. it just doesn't even seem possible. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, I look if they have in-season ratings changes and whatever your you know basketball game du jour is, I'm sure his offensive numbers are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wild. But 
and I, and I hear all the criticism, dude, in the playoffs, dude, in the playoffs. I hear that. I hear that. I think that's fair commentary, but you can still appreciate what somebody does, you know, in the regular season. And that's uh, that's phenomenal. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. I almost want to do this now. <laughs> we haven't even talked f- football yet, but, like, I love Shaq. Did you see this? <laughs> Did you see this thing where Shaq called in the, to Stephen A. Smith's show? <laughs> yes. Did you? I I loved this, and I'm you. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to like the Cowboys and, and football yet, but I love this little this little bit. I love this little bit. Tex, are you there? Yeah. First of all, you got to take that damn cowboy hat off and stop talking about the damn Cowboys. You understand me, son? Well, wait, who who are you? You understand you, me, son? Cowboys Nation forever. Now you went on your little laugh rant last night, laughing at the Cowboys. You better stop, son. I'm telling you right now. What y'all brought? This is my show. I do what the hell I want on my show. <laughs> I, I just love the reaction, man. <laughs> I love this thing. Jason Garrett deserves up. to go, and that's that. <laughs> Listen, I know you got a big old fancy house up there in New York, New Jersey. I got some horses oh. that can come do some business on your lawn. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is this? My Who? name is Tex Johnson, sir. The hell no. This is you, isn't it, Shaq? This is Shaq. Shaq, that's you, ain't it? Yes, it is. Oh, hell no. I can't believe you. I can't Stay believe my cowboys. I'm telling God, you right no, now. Oh, really? Since when did Stay you become a cowboy? cowboy right Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is not I, some I, I dude, Tex you. Johnson. This is Shaq. <laughs> I mean, like, so dumb. So dumb, but so funny. <laughs> so funny, dude. Shaq is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Shaq is just like, he's just, he's just an entertaining dude. He, that guy is legitimately funny. You know, I, I, I so appreciate Shaq Diesel. Maybe not his video games, maybe not his video <laughs> games, but about, just about anything else, you know, I, I he's, maybe not his movies, maybe not, his maybe movies, not, but... maybe not his movies, maybe not his video games, maybe not his music. Not his okay. Music. Maybe not his music. All right. We have a big list here, but in general, Shaq is pretty fantastic. Tell uh, me how my ass tastes. I can't. I can't lie. I was such a Shaq fan. I, I had his. I had his tapes. <laughs> I had his, his cassette tapes. I'm not surprised, dude. Oh, I. I hope you played the games. I did. They were pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Oh my lord. I didn't know we were going to end up going basketball, NBA, and college out of the gate. Did you? <laughs> No, no, but, but I, but you know I, 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 I'm, I'm content. It's a nice change of pace, though. Oh, sure. It's a nice change of pace. But I'm, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for some football. I'm ready for some football. All right. Yeah, buddy, I guess it is about time to switch to the old, the old football. Fine by me, man. It was uh, certainly an enjoyable, I think, divisional round for the most part. I mean, some games left a little bit to be desired. Here's looking at you, Chargers. Here's looking at you, Colts. But I do think Saints and Eagles was pretty incredible. Um, that was a pretty phenomenal game, and I mean, Cowboys Rams was enjoyable. Late, I don't know how much I really believe the Rams were truly threatened by the Cowboys, but there were some moments, and it looked like for a minute maybe they could, maybe they could get right back in there. Uh, but certainly, I, I think the best from start to finish, the best game was really Saints Eagles. Uh, although, oh, yeah. you can, although you can appreciate moments in the other games, well, not a lot of moments for San Diego except like one. 
I don't know, man. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I called him San Diego tonight. The Chargers. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed for the Chargers, dude. I really yeah. thought they'd play a better game than that. And uh, I, I don't know who on who on earth thought that they would be able to get away with that six and seven DB thing against the Patriots. But, man, that was a bad, bad, bad idea. That was a bad yeah. idea. So let's go ahead and do a salute o'clock, man, before we can start getting into football. And Shannon made good on uh, – he owed a lot of us a lot of beer for this Cleveland Browns bet. <laughs> <laughs> so we were out at uh, we were out at Bingo uh, down at Scott's Edition. And by the way, we had a great time at Bingo uh, for my wife's 40th. Oh, fantastic time. That was a lot of fun, man. We ended up with a brewery tour because um, it's a brewery. They've got a kitchen, which is a little bit unusual because a lot of times the breweries, you know, kind of in that Scott's Edition, well, I guess a lot of breweries in general – they don't have a kitchen, you know, so they, they don't stay open as late. But Bingo has a whole bunch of vintage retro games, some newer stuff too. Uh, nice bar, nice area. And, and, it, and it is for native Richmonders. It's funny because, like, as a kid and for most of my life, like, I always think of that place as a bingo hall, hence the name Bingo. But I had a couple of IPAs that I liked from there. I enjoyed that. But having the brewery tour was really fun. The guy that took us back was uh, super informative. He put up with all of us. And we had a big group, dude. To go back and do a brewery tour, that was a lot of people. And he put up with a whole bunch of stupidity because we asked some silly questions. Um, but everything, you know, from the brewing process to, you know, how they would age stuff with the barrels and the kind of wood they used. And just, we, you know, we had some good questions. They, they gave us good answers. It was just really enjoyable. So uh, yeah. thanks, Todd, for uh, helping helping with that. And, uh, no, we had a good time at Bingo, man. So if you're in and around the Richmond area, you go to Scott's Edition. If you haven't been there yet, check them out, man. Uh, you can certainly have a couple of frosty cold ones, and you can play some Galaga if you want. Uh, <laughs> they have a Mortal Kombat cabinet set up, some pinball. They got some good stuff. I didn't really eat anything there, so I can't comment about the food, but it looked like people had a had some good you know, tasty treats out of it. But a nice little selection of beers, and they stay open late because they have a kitchen, so there's some advantages there. Uh, we also, uh, I took my wife to dinner at Perch. Man, you want to talk about a good meal, bro? <laughs> Whew. I had a, amazing. I had a, yeah, I had a phenomenal steak. But man, it was a good night, dude. Uh, going out with just, it's just me and Sarah for for dinner. That was a great experience at Perch. And then walking right across to Bingo because it really was right across the parking lot. Uh, super convenient, by the way. But man, that was a fun time. But the point of that story, as I got off on a, a tangent. You know, and happy birthday, Shmo. We had a good time celebrating you. You know, I always celebrate you, baby. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she'll never hear that. <laughs> but, uh, what? Well, no, she hears it when we record it because we wake her up because it's always late at that's night. Right. But, uh, so that's that's why she didn't feel compelled to listen to it again. She's like, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the part where they woke me up laughing and acting like assholes. Um, <laughs> but Shannon did make good on, uh, you know, the beer bet we had on the Cleveland Browns on their win total. Because Shannon took the under and the rest of us took the over. And we were right. And so um, I really enjoyed it. A few weeks ago, I had some Wild Wolf Primal Instinct. And so I told Shannon, who originally said he was going to get me some peeber. I said, you better not, biatch. Um, and he hooked me up with a sixer of the Wild Wolf Primal Instinct IPA, which I think is a really good beer. So he hooked me up with that. And then I'm, I polished off my Eagle Reserve probably a little bit too quickly on ice. So we'll see how the how the night progresses after I housed <laughs> that Kentucky whiskey, bourbon, whatever. That was good too. But man, I I love this Primal Instinct, man. Mighty good. What you got, Mark? 
I gotta try it. I um, yeah. So I mean, I uh, I was very happy to get to come down, celebrate with oh, uh, the with, with Schmo and everybody, and and, and uh, I had an absolute blast uh, hanging out with the Greens and uh, uh, playing the the man 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 game with Chloe and <laughs> yeah. it's been it's been a time. She's still doing that, by the way. I'm, I'm dropping her off at daycare, and she's like na 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 na. <laughs> nee, 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 nee. Great. She, still she, really had, she really hadn't done that before. Not to the same level. So thanks for <laughs> egging her on. I appreciate that. I'm happy to do it. It was mm-hmm. it was fun. Uh, um, no, I had a blast. And and, and yeah, I mean uh, Shannon, I, I gotta say, I mean, I thought you know he could. I mean, we wouldn't have cared. I mean, it was a fun, for fun bet. He could have given any beer and it would have paid oh, it yeah. up. But he gave you know me four game uh, quality you know fancy ass beer. So uh, I'm enjoying. Uh, Classic, uh, classical New Holland Dragon's Milk uh, for my beer. Nice. And, uh, Those are and good. The, man. Oh, they're outstanding. They're so good. Uh, I think we, we first. I think I first enjoyed them uh, for my bachelor party, and uh, that's the first time I tried it. It was outstanding. Or maybe it wasn't the first time I tried it, but I know we had we had a couple of it yeah. there. Um, but uh, and then because I'm because I'm, I'm a fancy fancy bitch, uh, got some uh, Di Sirona <laughs> on the rocks as well. D stat Rono, that's what you got. D stat Rono, exactly, exactly. There you go. There you go. That's nice. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that should be a special I, edition I, of D Serono. <laughs> I appreciate the, the the wife offered to give me some uh, some more nice liquor. We we um, while I was down in Richmond, we 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 enjoyed finishing off the the bottle of La, uh, Lagavulin whiskey. We, she got me for last year's birthday. Oh, that was uh, good. So this year, Oh, it was outstanding. So good. Um, Thanks, but she was man. asking if I'd want, want some fancy whiskey again this year, and I was like, meh, I could, but I was like, eh, maybe I'll switch it up. So I think I actually decided to get, get myself some uh, some nice silver Patron and, and make some make some margaritas for my birthday weekend, which is not this not this weekend, but the following weekend. Nice. Well, what's uh, you got some big birthday plans? What's going I, on? I don't right now. It's supposed to, I, I think I, I complained about it was in Rich, Richmond, and I feel like it's funny to me just because I don't know anybody – of our friend group in Richmond who does this, maybe because we're all just drunkards. <laughs> but in, in, in D.C., I swear, like, half of this friend group all do this thing they call, you know, Sober January, where they take take January off from drinking. I'm oh, like, dry on, January? Man. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bullshit. Why? 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 Come on. My birthday month. Why y'all? I got to do this. So uh, we definitely want to, you know, so many phenomenal brunch brunch. Uh, establishments throughout DC. I'd much rather have dry uh, February one. or something. You know, if I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. do it, yeah, you know, coming off of New Year's and everything, uh, whatever. Oh no, man! But, but uh, give me the but, gluten and give uh, me the booze. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't need to do it. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I would definitely want to go somewhere nice for brunch with uh, with with some good bottomless drinks. So I think we're just gonna do it uh, a little ways away from my birthday. We, try to get people together we're gonna do it like uh february 10th so a little ways after my actual birthday is january 27th but but, uh but i'm sure my birthday is on a sunday uh so we'll we'll have some fun i have no doubt i have no doubt no doubt at all all. uh well before we take a break we have to at least take one and stretch our legs which (laughs) which game which game would you like to talk about first well i'll let you you, flip flip a coin take a pick where you want to go first all right. Um, divisional, divisional, divisional. Yeah. Let's 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 let's. For me, I'll say let's 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 go go from the top. So we'll we'll go uh, we'll go Kansas City first. Kansas City Colts. All right. Chiefs and Colts. Chiefs and Colts. Okay. 
you know, we already made the joke about the the one zero flag turning into the one to one flag. God, I, I really hope they raise that. But uh, look, man, it was good to see Sammy Watkins back. Uh, he looked pretty good, uh, by the way. Mahomes, of course, just doing Mahomes things. And I know there was a little bit of slowdown in some some aspects late in the season, but you know, you're looking forward to seeing them. And you know, obviously, a lot of people talked about the Chiefs' playoff history, and they they certainly have given Andy Reid some grief for some things. But look. This is not those Chiefs teams, okay? And this is not – it's a different quarterback, dude. It's not Alex Smith. I like Alex Smith, but it's not Alex Smith, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not. So it felt really – it really, to me, it felt out of the gate that the Chiefs were imposing their will on the Colts. And I will, I will readily admit um, that I was surprised because I really expected more out of the Colts. And it almost looked like – not that they were caught up in the moment, but it just, it, it's almost like they, they were off. You know what I mean? Like the Chiefs were on, the Colts were off. You have to give credit to the Chiefs for that. I think their defense really played very well, um, particularly out of the gate. And I mean, the Colts' offense was garbage from multiple possessions. They were dropping balls. They had four straight three and outs. They were 0 and 4. They were 0 for 4 on third down in the first half. Right. right, And you're looking at the Chiefs, and I mean, they're coming out. Sammy Watkins is popping off for a 34-yard gain. They have a horse collar on them that helps, you know, move the penalty yards, help uh, even even more. Damian Williams is breaking tackles for a 10-yard touchdown run. The Colts' defense just looks sloppy. So it's 7-0. Chiefs get right back at it. Mahomes is out there slinging the ball. He has this jumping sidearm throw to Tyreek Hill for a first down. And then Tyreek Hill just pops off for one of these – Absolute highlight reel runs on a reverse, just streaking through the defense for a 36-yard touchdown. I mean, it's 14 to nothing with the quickness, man, Yeah, which is appropriate because the second score was from the Cheetah. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because like the in, in the regular season, don't forget that the, the Colts had the best third-down conversion in the NFL. It was like – it, yeah. was, it was right – it was a shade under 49%. So they were consistently very good on third down. They were not against Kansas City in this game. And what's what's the one thing you can't you can't do? There's certain teams you can't do certain things against. You can't go down big <laughs> to the Chiefs in a game like this Mm-mm. because it's Mm-mm. it's not like they're going to slow roll you. It's not like they're going to take it easy on you. Nope. Uh, it really, really, it could have probably been even a lot worse than it was. You felt felt like the Chiefs kind of turned into the the, uh, the opposite of what uh, the Colts did to the Texans, uh, or well, maybe the, the mirror image of what the Colts did to the right. Texans. Where they just kinda, Kind of slow rolled them, yeah. Once, yeah. once they pretty much had the Look, game in hand, they they could they could have made it even uglier. Oh, of course they could, but you know, it, it was kind of like the uh, the opening, you know, the the semifinals of the CFP. It's like you 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 don't have to show everything, you know what I mean? And I think for the Chiefs, obviously we know who they're playing now, but if you're in a game like that and you get up and it looks like you have that game in control, and you can run. And you can rush the passer, which we talked about how good they are. People knock their defense, but their defense played well. But they can they, they can rush the passer, dude. And oh, yeah. it was stunning to me on some level how how well the Colts offensive line has played for so much of the season and how sloppy they looked in this right. game. And you know, again, some of that is, is certainly a reflection of the Colts, but some of it, I think, is really kudos to the Chiefs because they really ran. That was playoff defense, you know. And again, it's one thing that separates teams out, 
the playoffs are a second season. If you treat the playoffs like the regular season, you're not going to be around long. No. I mean, there was there was there any point in that game that anybody thought the Colts were going to threaten the Chiefs winning this game? To At threaten one, once, to once win? Was, once it was 14 nothing. To threaten Barely. to win, no. I, I thought they would close the gap, and they, they kept having opportunities, right? But they just they couldn't consistently do anything. They got a little life late because they, well, they got their first first down with under two minutes to go. But, like, Adam Vinatieri goes out, and I mean, that dude misses a 23-yard field I mean, for real? Adam Vinatieri misses a 23-yard <laughs> field goal? Are you like, kidding me? Happen. I mean, it, it bangs off the upright, and you got, like, like snow and ice and raining off the uprights. I did love the fact that Charles Woodson tweet, tweeted out. He said, oh, now he misses in the snow? I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was hilarious. But, That's great. I mean, you're watching Mahomes just make these plays, right? You know, hitting Kelsey, side-arming it around, you know, a tackle or a guard or, or just some uh, offensive lineman. And, you know, just the Colts dropping the balls. I mean, the Colts are, are butterballing, stu- bu- butterballing things, and Sammy Watkins is out there falling to the ground and sticking a hand up and making a catch. You know, I mean, they're, you're watching this game and going, the Chiefs are on point. The Colts have to have to do something phenomenal to get back in this, and it just never felt like they were going to do that. Maybe they close the gap, maybe they make the score respectable, but it just it felt like the Chiefs were really in control, and that is a fair, you know, parallel to what the Colts did to the Texans because it, you know, whatever that score said, that's not what that game felt like, and that's what this was. It felt like this was the Chiefs' game, and they could play it different ways depending on what they wanted to do. And clearly they could grind it out or control the clock. They could do some things. The, the Colts had a few moments of opportunity. You know, when they blocked the punt and got the touchdown, you know, are like, okay, maybe. Then they missed the field goal. So you go, okay, maybe not. Um, I mean, it was 24-7 at the half. It, it really just, it felt like it was the, the Chiefs game. I mean, yeah. it really did. And, you know, you get, to the, you get to the third quarter, you have Mahomes doing that, you know, sidearm stuff again, hitting Kelsey. And it's just yeah. <laughs> one thing, and you and I joked around about this, for the love of God, how is it in a game like this where the Colts are down and they actually make a good play because they, they, they sacked Mahomes, I think it was a fourth and five, and they get to Mahomes. And Autry's out there pumping, doing a pelvic pump <laughs> gyration. <laughs> it's not just that he did that. It's like he walked up to the ref. It's like he it walked to up to the ref and did it right in front of the ref. I don't know if he just wasn't paying attention to where the ref was. <laughs> I don't know. But how do you walk up right in front of a ref and do that? I mean, it was it was the classic one pump or one thrust too many, I suppose. But how do you do that? Bro, you're not you're not winning this game. You're not in the lead. Come on. It's one of those things I, I can't stand. I mean, like, look, I, I the NFL doesn't need to stand for no fun league. I'm happy to see the celebrations, I think, especially when it's team celebrations and yes. touchdowns, things like that. Or, you know, if your team is in a close battle and you get a big sack, I totally get it. But, dude, y'all been getting crushed all game. All just, game. just go back in the huddle. If you need, need to do, like, a simple fist pump, good, do it. But to do that, <laughs> and literally he went right up to the ref. Right up like, in he front was of the potentially ref, doing it to the ref. You see, I love the, the the team area behind his reaction, where he's kind of like celebrating with him for a second, 
And then as soon as he sees the ref, you know, throw the yellow flag, which he, he had to. I mean, there, there's not a single person in the world that could possibly argue that the ref shouldn't have flagged that. I mean, no, uh, it, it it's, has it's to funny. be done. You got to flag it. It's freaking funny from a yes. stupid standpoint, and especially if you're not a Colts fan. But if I'm a Colts fan, and gosh, I mean, you think about it, I mean, what if that had actually been like, you know, something where they had gotten the stop to make it fourth down, then they gave him the first down or something like that? I mean. I would hope the dude would sit the bench the rest of the game. I mean, that's it's just it's just insane. It's bizarre. I've never seen anything quite like it from a guy in in play. Because again, it's not like he was just like doing, it and then the ref walks up. He walked to the ref and then did it. I I don't know what you can say he was thinking. I I I, I need to, I need to know. I want to hear him interviewed. I like this, um, this one tweet made me laugh. It said, uh, "Denico Autry honored ravishing Rick Rude with that penalty." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just dumb, dude. Just so, completely, so, completely so stupid. Completely stupid, man. I, you know, I, I don't mind the celebr. I, I enjoy the celebrations. I know some people always complain about them. I don't. I mean, I mean, football is a, is a hard. I mean, that's a tough, tough physical sport. I like. Sometimes they go a little overboard, right? Sure. But I, for the most part, I enjoy some of the group celebrations, some of the fun things that they do some of the you know the spontaneity of it and i think it's okay to celebrate big moments however to me if you're getting your ass handed to you or you're significantly down it's good that you made a play you're still losing the game dude you don't need to go yep. you know rock your you know pelvic thrust <laughs> gyrations in fr- in front of a ref i don't know if he had just done that away from the ref i'm not, i don't know that they would have flagged him they probably wouldn't have known maybe they would but Right. You know, but but to go up to a ref, I mean, it looks like he walks up to the ref and does it. You know what I mean? Come That's on, just, just stupid, just stupid, stupid. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it just it again it, when the Colts had chances, Darius Leonard stripped Sammy Watkins, so the Colts get the ball, and then they give it right back. Because D uh, D Ford uh, gets a strip sack on Luck, and Justin Houston recovers the fumble. So it's like it, you know they do something, and then either something goes wrong, they don't make a play, or they're you know pelvic thrusting at a referee. You know, I mean that's like earning the L. You know what I mean? Remember Jameis Winston eat the W? Well, the Colts, you know, they're eating the L, and they deserve they deserve the L for that crap. Um, yeah. Because the Chiefs showed up to play. They 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 played a, an excellent game, and the Colts. I don't know, man. People, you know, we gave the Colts a lot of gloss, and they earned it. We gave them a lot of gloss, and they didn't live up to the billing. And I'm not sure how much of that is. You have to give a tip of the cap and kudos to the Chiefs for what they did, for sure. I'm just I'm left a little bit puzzled. I just expected more out of the Colts. But they had opportunities, and when they had them, they squandered them. And you can't go, you know what, 0 for 3, 0 for 4 on third down in the first half. You can't have four straight three and out. Not against that team, dude. There's no way. Against no. the Chiefs? No way, dude. Uh-uh. I, I, I like this Colts team. They got pieces. They definitely should be, you know... A quality team again next year, but that that was just uh, I, I genuinely felt bad for Shannon. I mean, you, you want to see some fight out of your team, and that after what they did the Texans the week before, which I knew the Texans had holes, but I mean, I'm a pretty big, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson and, yeah. and Texas fan. I thought that they would <laughs> show a lot more fight than they did, 
And uh, yeah, then flip side, yeah, I mean, skip forward to this week. I I favored the Chiefs, and I genuinely did believe they could get it done. But I expected a one-score game, and I, I expected competition. Yeah. And, and yeah, again, I just I don't think that there was any point in that game where you really felt like the Colts had a chance once no. once it got to be fourteen nothing. They just mm-hmm. they just didn't. So I, I, I yeah, not 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 what I think any NFL fans are expecting. Certainly not what Colts fans are expecting. But it's still absolutely expect them to come back and contender next year hopefully yeah add they a few will. more pieces if they if they um, keep drafting well and building well you know what i mean as long as luck is right they've got a great foundation i really do like frank reich um, oh yeah. i think he's got him in the right direction so that you know shannon kept saying this year that that they were one year away you know what i mean one year away one year away and this was a pleasant surprise and i'll buy that i, I was yeah I'll i always feel like i was i always feel like frank frank reich looks uh looks the whole whole lot like uh mandy mandy Betinkin. Uh, and he need him on toilet, but older man to be taking with like beard. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to share a picture, but he, he, he should, really does. in the picture. Fantastic. That's um, nice. Uh, I'll say, the, uh, pretty funny. Uh, my favorite degenerate moment of the weekends um, mm-hmm. was uh, I had a. I, I definitely, like I said, I really I liked the Chiefs and believed in them to cover, which was it was a four and a half point spread. But I was like, ah, I just don't quite want to do it. I, I feel like this could be a surprising game, close game. Let me, let me find something else I like in it. So I felt like even though I, was, I was paying a little extra for the win. I took uh, the Chiefs to score over over three and a half touchdowns in the game. I was like, that that sounds fantastic. That's mm-hmm. absolutely going to happen. And again, they're at 21 at halftime. So you feel fantastic. But <laughs> again, <laughs> as we've discussed, kind of come second half, they turned into what the Colts were doing to – uh, the Texans the week before, where they were just kind of running clock, didn't really care, having some possessions, but you know, giving the ball back after you know moving like 30 or 40 yards, punting away. Uh, they had one chance mid fourth quarter for a pick six, and got dropped it. I was like, ah, oh, but I mean, every time the clock's ticking and ticking, ticking, I'm like, shit. I mean, this <laughs> what looked like an obvious win is turned dangerous, turned dangerous. So what I love is that. Uh, the final possession where uh, yeah, they had a chance. They got the ball back uh, about midfield, mm-hmm. like four and a half minutes left. So they you know, they had to run plays. Uh, we're clearly just going to run the ball. But uh, I think with just over three minutes left, uh, Williams did bust one pretty good down to about the, the nine-yard line. So you're like, all right, it's three minutes left. I think at that point the Colts still had all three timeouts, at least two. So they couldn't run the clock out. So they're like, all right, got three chances. I mean, I mean this, is, this is do or die here. Uh, first down run. Gets down about the five. Good start. Second down run, eh, pretty much gets hit at, the, hit at the line of scrimmage, doesn't really get anywhere. So third and five, essentially, this, this is it. And so it's not the ball. And it, it wasn't Williams. I keep. I mean, I meant to well, look it up. Well, there's two Williams. Well, so I guess it was the other. Can- guy. Yeah, it's the, there's two Williams on can- on on the Chiefs, and it, it messes right. with you because like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Two Williams because like, I knew one Damien. It was one Damien. Number thirty one. Uh-uh. Number thirty thirty one. I think it was. He's kind of kind of a bigger dude. I mean, when Damien's already a big dude, but uh, but anyways, there's the other guy. Um, but you know, gets gets a good good uh, hole, busting it, but gets down to about the two, and he's getting held up. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, fight, keep fighting. <laughs> and, and then you see somebody comes up, and and he gets pushed in. And I'm yep. like, all right, yeah, I got it. And then I was pretty confident. And ref throws up the, the hands. I'm like, who got him? Who pushed him in? Patrick motherfucking Mahomes. That's right, buddy. That's so fantastic. I was so happy. I mean, yeah, anybody who's listened to the podcast all year, I I I've babbled about my my man crush on Mahomes all season long as I'm I know I'm far from the only person uh dude's incredible but 
you don't expect the quarterback <laughs> to come in and throw the throw the, the the push block to push the guy in the end zone at that point. I mean, it meant nothing to the game. It meant nothing to the final score, but it, it meant, meant a lot something to, to your bet. To, to my, my wallet <laughs> and and. Uh, and it was just hilarious. And you saw, I mean, Mahomes is so pumped. He was so excited yeah, to get to have done. He's running He's down fun. the sideline. He's fun. I, I love the dude. Yeah. That's absolutely phenomenal that Mahomes <laughs> was the one to help push make sure he got in. Here's a here's a fun factoid for you. Oh, well, by the way, so I guess you really did love the fact that the Colts got flagged for running into the kicker because that helped set all that up. Oh, absolutely. You know. <laughs> ah, way to go. Um, okay, so here's a fun factoid for you. The Chiefs are the first. And, and Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass in this game. And they oh, scored wow, 31. Right. All right. But the Chiefs are the first team in a playoff game to get a rush touchdown from a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Wow. That's cool. Rando, yeah. ra- rando fun factoid. Super rando. Yeah. But thir- Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown. I mean, he ran for a touchdown, but he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Right. So, right. And the Chiefs scored more than 30 points in the game for the 13th time this season keep in mind again we had we had expectations for the Colts I think most of us felt you know Shannon was obviously taking the Colts he's a Colts fan but you know I was taking the Chiefs you were taking the Chiefs I don't remember what Randy uh, Randy picked but the Colts have been the number one scoring defense in the in the NFL since week seven I mean it just and their offense have been pretty decent their run game had been good and they just they just that that was not their day that was not their day. The Chiefs won their first home playoff game in over, tw- this is amazing, 25 years. They snapped a six-game home losing streak, the longest in NFL history. And wow. I will say this. I don't think they're going to have that same streak again for a while. No. <laughs> not not with that quarterback, man. Not, no. not with Mahomes, dude. First AFC Championship game since 1993. This is also, also the first time the Colts have lost to the Chiefs in the postseason. So, pretty wild. Yeah, but, and we and we all we all seen the meme. The you know, coach Andy Reid's excited about this opportunity to get to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag true story. Uh, <laughs> I loved them. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but you know, like in games now, you, you have regular commercial breaks, and then you have those weird cutaway commercial breaks right. where they're, they're, still, right. they're still kind of showing you the game. But they do this like little cutaway thing, and they'll show you an ad while you have like you know part of your screen is still the game. And so there was a fantastic. I I like Andy Reid, man. And, and look, I'm a big dude. I've, I've certainly eaten my fair share in life. Okay, um, oh, yeah. you, you're not going to see me being a you know an ab model anytime soon. Um, <laughs> dad bod, buddy. Hashtag dad bod. <laughs> uh, but I love the fact that I was dying, man. So NBC had one of those cut-in commercials, and so they've got Andy Reid on screen, and it's an it's an all-you-can-eat Applebee's commercial with oh, Andy Reid right beside it, dude. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> I that. It was great, dude. It was so funny. It was so funny, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, look, Damian Williams is certainly a tip of the cap, man, 120, 129 yards in the score. Tyreek Hill, just, you know, I mean, that guy is, is so fast, man. He's ridiculous. You know, the Chiefs played a good game, man. And, uh, yeah, the, just a raise a glass, tip of the cap to them. I'm certainly looking forward to to what they do against the Patriots. 
I do not expect the Patriots to look as discombobulated as the Colts did. That I don't expect. You never know. No. But that I don't expect. I mean, the Colts didn't score an offensive touchdown until a little over five minutes left in the game. Oh, oh, and Vinatieri missed the extra point on that, by the way. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he shouldn't have that playoff beard. Maybe you know we we talked about him getting fat and being Santa. Maybe you should save the beard for when he's going to be a fat Santa. You know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but you know, kudos to that. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for Reed. I'm happy for Chiefs fans. They haven't won enough that their fan base is obnoxious. You know what I mean? They don't have that problem yet. Sure. Um, although they could certainly probably become obnoxious because of Mahomes. And I like Mahomes, but because of Mahomes and depending on what they do. Th- this year they don't have that problem. Yeah. This year they don't have that problem. So that that was great. But uh, I'm so looking forward to the AFC Championship game. And I, I think that really has the potential to be fantastic. Obviously it was great. The, the, the matchup in the regular season was fantastic. You know, and it's it's amazing to me that we get rematches in both the the AFC and the NFC Championship games of two games that were really entertaining. Right. So, and, and you never know, we might even get a Super Bowl that's a rematch kind of deal too. That <laughs> yeah. could ha- that could, that's uh, on the table. True. That's on the table. Uh, we gotta, obviously got to got to cover the other divisional games, but we do, uh, we do. We'll get there. On the top of your, Go on ahead. Top of your head, uh, uh, what order the games are on Sunday? No, I'd have to look at the schedule. I don't. I don't know if okay. I, we, we we can double check that. We can All double right. check that. But I tell you what, actually, that's a good time. We'll stretch our legs for a second. I need to go let my dog back in. She's been out for about twenty minutes, uh, and then we'll knock out the other divisional games. We'll make our picks for the conference championships. We'll finish our beverages. We'll get the hell out. That's woo. a good, that's a good deal. Yeah, woo! <laughs> I like that. And I think Tom Brady's coat might grow another four or five sizes. I don't know where he gets that coat. He's got the biggest coat on the face of the earth. I don't know where he digs that thing up from. It really does. I don't think it's either. It, it, it's amazing. He looks like, um, I mean, you know, that looks like he should have like a super villain jacket. You know, like his like his shoulders are like 18 times bigger than normal with that coat. It, <laughs> it really is. A, it's an amazing thing. He, I honestly believe he knows that stuff and he totally right. has fun. I really do believe he just has fun with all that crap. Is he, is he like auditioning for the next Avengers or something? Like, <laughs> without, it, without it, without us knowing. It's kind of like, like, I know. And I, I can appreciate this, and this has nothing to do with anything. But um, mm-hmm. uh, you saw there's a pretty funny clip of somebody somewhere. I don't know where this was, but and I don't know why somebody was filming. But uh, it was it looked like I thought it was like an office building, maybe. But somebody was sitting across from A Rod, and they didn't realize he was A Rod. It was a girl, and so she was oh, saying great. like, "You you really look like J Lo's boyfriend." And I think she like pulled up some some pictures, something like from Twitter, and he was like. And I, I give him credit for going along with him, but he was like, "Oh, gosh, that guy—he's wearing pajamas in the picture next to J Lo. What a tool!" <laughs> he was doing a good job of making fun of himself. And then finally, he was like, "Hey, Rod, nice to meet you." I was like, oh, good, "Good on him for playing along with you. Good, yeah. good. All right, I you might as well. Really can't stand can't stand the guy for the most part, but good on him for that one." No, that's funny. That's funny. All right, yeah, we'll come. Back, we'll take a break. We'll come back with the rest of the divisional maker picks, and we'll uh, we did get some information from Shannon and Randy in the chat, so. Uh, they're not here to make our picks, but they at least posted those. We'll we'll talk about those too, uh, so we can make it official for the record. And we should nominate Shannon for another beer bet based on his picks. We should. So if he loses <laughs> either of them, he owes us. I, I don't care what happens. He owes us six packs. 
<laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm just, there you go, McGuffin. That's what you get for not showing up tonight. You are nominated to buy us more beer, regardless of the outcomes of the games. Uh, but anywho, just because you buy the good shit, just because you buy the good that. stuff. Yeah. But hey, look, we're the sports brew keywords of sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, obviously our home feed on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Live uh, com, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, just at, look, man, you want you want to hang out, drink beer, listen to sports, and the, some occasional stupidity. Sometimes more occasional stupidity. Um, Todd, that you know, any the stupidity is really dedicated to Todd. Apparently, uh, that's his favorite part. Sometimes it's my favorite part when I go back and I listen to these things. <laughs> that's for sure. Anyway, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll be right back and we'll we'll wrap the rest of that stuff up and have a good time, man. Cool. Woo. Yes, sir. We are back. Oh, I had to stretch our legs. I had to let my dog back in. She was waiting at the door, man. She was ready to come back in. It's cold enough outside. It's not frigid level, but uh, she definitely enjoyed her foray into the night. Probably chased a deer or two. Uh, but as I wrap up with this primal instinct from Wild Wolf, which still, man, that's really good, dude. It's time to break into the uh, Hoptopus. Hell yeah, from Reaver Beach Brewing, man. Hoptopus Double IPA. Dude, this thing is a beast. Sounds like a good idea. It is. Well, it may be a bad idea. We'll see how I feel in the morning. <laughs> or or at the end of the podcast. But uh the octopus is legit, dude. But I gotta finish this uh I gotta finish this wild wolf first. Alright. What game you wanna hit next, man? Do you wanna stick AFC? I think we'll just uh, for me kinda go 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 in order of the weekend. Okay. So let's go ahead and go Cowboys. Alright, Cowboys and Rams. Man. <laughs> it's still funny to me just how many Cowboys fans were in that stadium. I don't know if you heard the audio, but on that uh, that that early touchdown to Amari Cooper, I mean, the crowd went nuts. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy how right. many Cowboys fans were in that stadium. And we thought that was going to happen, and it did happen. Other, other thing that was kind of wild from that game it was really this whole thing with, uh, let me scroll, I got to get I got to get to that game. <laughs> But uh, Marcus Peters and Amari Cooper, man, they were getting feisty, bro. It always kind of chuckled because uh, I, I, I wasn't particularly fond of them. But Cortland Finnegan, and in my notes, I was like, D-Stat's favorite, you know, because I know you used to like Cortland Finnegan, man. And it, it was just, it made me think of, <laughs> of, of uh, Finnegan and Andre Johnson. You know what I mean? I mean, Peters was going after Amari Cooper, dude. Good Lord. But anywho, overall, I, you know, I just the, the Rams showed up big time, which they needed to do. A side note, kind of run, random fun factoid. Uh, last road playoff win for the Cowboys, I wish Randy was here, uh, 1992 in San Francisco. So, they, you know, it's kind of a rough, they have a seven game, well, now they have an eight game road losing streak. So that's a little tough, but uh, it it is a reminder of how important home field advantage is, you know, in the playoffs, particularly as you as you advance through. But you know, I, I like that the Cowboys came out aggressive, and it's funny how it's almost like, and I forget what game it was, but people piled on Jason Garrett. Was it the Colts for not going for it on fourth down? You know what I mean? And it felt like they were they were really aggressive going for it on fourth. Um, and you know, Zeke picked up a first down pretty early on, on a fourth and one run, uh, Amari Cooper and Marcus Peters are out there getting all, all kinds of feisty man. And, you know, Peters did get a penalty deservedly. So they actually penalized the right guy cause he started it. 
Uh, and so that ends up setting up a, uh, you know, a, a, it was a 29 yard touchdown from Dak to uh, Cooper and Cooper just zipped right through the D and it was uh, at that point at seven, three Cowboys. And just the crowd was so pro Cowboys, man. It was so loud. Uh, it was pretty wild to me, but you know, here's the thing at the end of the day, if, if you only talked about one thing from this game, you talk about how effectively the Rams ran the damn ball. I mean, they were just absolute studs. Uh, and I don't know who, who would have in their right mind, because Gurley obviously got a little banged up late in the season. I don't know who in their right mind saw C.J. Anderson coming out of here looking you know, all kind of butterballed out and just being an absolute hammer at the end of the season and in the playoffs. And some of that is certainly credit to C.J. Anderson, but also to the Rams' offensive line. Uh, but that guy's just out there absolutely freaking punishing people, dude. And the Ram the Rams are just they got their play action going, they got motion going, they got Gurley running, they got CJ Anderson just hammering. And, you know, as as you go through this game, you know, you get to the second quarter and I mean, you know, CJ Anderson is just punishing people, dude. Um get getting down there, sets up a first and goal, and he hammers home the touchdown to put the Rams up thirteen to seven. Uh you get another Rams possession. And you know, I know some people griped about the officiating, and that that always happens. And perhaps it was a, this was a smidge ticky-tacky because the Cowboys looked like they were going to hold them. It was about third and 14, and, and they got dinged for a, a crap or potentially a crap hands-to-the-face call. It was, Byron, it was Byron Jones that got hit for that. And maybe that was a little tight because generally in the playoffs, they kind of let them go a little bit more uh, and the, the proverbial let them play. So that was a little bit tight, a little bit ticky-tacky. But here's the thing, man. Even though they almost held him, they ended up not because of the penalty. And then Todd Gurley pops off. He had a 35-yard touchdown. Uh, and that put the Rams up 20-7. to uh, Here's the thing. You can complain about the calls all you want, right? But understand this. The Cowboys allowed 170 rushing yards in the first half. So you can complain about a call. <laughs> what you really need to complain about is the Cowboys' rush defense, dude. They're season high, all right? was when the Cowboys gave up 178 yards to the Colts in Week 15. They gave up 178 in Week 15 and 170 in the first half. All right? Ridiculous. That's a hard way to win a playoff game if that's... Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we've given some love to the Cowboys where their defense has been over the duration of the season. Better than expected. But the Rams game-planned the crap out of that and just ate it up. Just ate it up. And uh, you know, I know another thing people wanted to bitch about was that weirdo kind of, you know, in the grasp call on Dak when he was kind of getting bear hugged and spun around by his own lineman. But by rule, that should have been a penalty on Dallas anyway. To me, that that's relatively immaterial. It was kind of funny to see it real time and the replays of it made for some good memes. But, you know, again, I mean, the Rams just tore up the Cowboys defense, man. Uh, in the third quarter, it's 23-7 Rams, and the Cowboys get a little bit of life. They have some more fourth-down runs to pick up first downs. And, you know, Dak had some moments. Uh, it was first and 20, Dak scrambling around. He hits uh, Michael Gallup for a big gain. Uh, it sets up the Cowboys at the one. Zeke polishes off the drive with a uh, with a touchdown to make it 23-15 after a two-point conversion to Cooper. And the Cowboys, like, they show some flashes. I don't know that I ever really felt like they, they truly threatened the Rams, but they at least had a late push to make this very competitive and to make the Rams sweat a little bit. Yeah, you know, they, they had a lot of stuff that was the coulda, woulda, shoulda, maybe kind of deal. 
they had a third and 14 pass to Noah Brown, who it was a great catch at the sideline, by the way, uh, but just about a yard short, roughly, uh, of the sticks. And, you know, they go for it again on fourth down. It's fourth and one at the 35, but Zeke gets completely just stood up and dragged back by just like a whole posse, a whole swarm of Rams defenders, man. You know, and, and I just – in between the Rams' ability to run the ball and their ability to stop the Cowboys overall from running the ball, that's a bad setup because, you know, Dak's okay. I'm not anti-Dak. He's okay. But Dallas's offense is really predicated on, to me, is predicated on Zeke being able to run the ball. And the Rams did a great job bottling him up. You get to the fourth quarter, the Rams are, are down at the, um, you know, down at the one and you know, golf can't get in, but they go. This was a very aggressive call, by the way. The Rams end up going for it on fourth and one, and you'd almost kind of think if you're going to play conservative, you go for the field goal because you go up. You know, essentially, it's a two possession game, and it's aggressive. I sort of get it, uh, and and in a way, I love it, right? Because that's a statement, and C.J. Anderson just slams that bad boy in there for the touchdown. Yeah, they would have if they had kicked the field goal and made it. They would have been up eleven. But again, that was a statement run. Puts them up 30 to 15. And as far as I'm concerned, and I, 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 <laughs> this is going to sound weird. And I'm not saying C.J. Anderson is the bus. But what I'm saying is C.J. Anderson this game kind of reminded me of the bus. Big old gut, power running, short yardage hammer with some open field pop. It, it flashes of that. And that again, if you can't stop their run game, man, in the playoffs, dude, we can talk about offense all we want. You get to this time of year, you sure as hell better be able to tighten up on defense, and you better be able to run the ball. You know when you have to control a game, and the Rams were able to do that. So, right. you know the Cowboys, they kept trying to push, kept trying to push, kept trying to push. Um, they were driving. It was fourth and three. Dak scrambled to buy some time, slings it to Cooper in the end zone, and, and Talib got called correctly so for some defensive pi on Cooper in the back of the end zone. It set up the Cowboys nice and close. Dak ended up taking it in on the quarterback option for the touchdown, made it 30-22. to 22. All right, and they have all their timeouts. So they go ahead and they kick off to the Rams, and they hold them to, I think it was third and seven. And then, and I didn't expect Goff to do this, but Goff takes off for the first down. You know, and then C.J. Anderson has the final first down to ice the game. But here, here's the thing. The Rams ran for a franchise record 273 yards. Anderson rushed for 123 and two touchdowns. Todd Gurley ran for 115, another touchdown. The Rams were the first team with two running backs to rush for 100-plus yards since the 1997 Denver Broncos. Okay. Wow. Here, here, let's, see if you get, let's see if you can guess this. All right, I gave you the two running backs. But do you remember, or do you want to guess, the last teammates with 100-plus rush yards in postseason history? Um, I'll give you a, and I'll give you one hint. Denver. No, well, that two running backs. I said two teammates. All right, two running backs was Denver '97, but two teammates. Randy should be able to guess this if he was here. He should be able to guess it. There's your hint. Uh, Gore and um, uh, Gerhardt. No, not Gerhardt. Uh, what was his name? Not a uh, running back. All-Stat. Not a running back. Not all stop. Gore and our Nike guy. Oh, Gore and Cap. Yeah. They wow. did it in 2012, man. The 49ers, Gore and Kaepernick. 
And then um, uh, Warwick Dunn and Michael Vick did it in 2004. But look, the Rams held Zeke to 47 yards and 20 carries. Dallas is gonna, yeah, yeah, Dallas is going to have a tough time winning the game like that, man. You know, yeah. they're going to have a real tough time. Yeah. Plus, the Cowboys were 1 for 10 on uh, third down conversions, which was a season season low percentage for them. So, you know, yeah. uh, J- Jerry Jones. Those, uh, yeah, I, go ahead. I was just saying, it's one of those results I'm happy with. Uh, you know, I think as much as we may begrudge it, we'll, if, if we're being honest, <laughs> you know, we'll admit we, we, were, we were rooting on Dallas just from the standpoint of we, we, we pick them and pick them. <laughs> thought the yeah. upset yeah. felt possible. Um, clearly they didn't play a terrible game. They, obviously they, no. they didn't, they didn't go, uh, Los Angeles charger. Um, but, um, yeah, we did the game was, you know, just on, on the bar in the background. So I mean, I certainly yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't watch it play for play. None of, none of us did. So, um, and, and, and that was fine. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm glad it was, you know, one of the better games. Um, I think it's, you know, again, certainly, you know, second best to, to, uh, the Eagles Saints game uh, for, for for top of the weekend, but yeah, but it was, was it was close enough, and and both both teams battled. Um, but uh, uh, Rams did what they Rams did what they needed to do. They were they were, yes, they they were very on point. Very on point. Yeah, the defense played better than I expected. Uh, the run game was better than I expected. They didn't really need a ton out of golf. I mean, he didn't throw a touchdown. It's kind of like the Mahomes thing. Right. Um, and when you can score that amount of points and control a game and and really do what you need to do and not air it out, I mean, good for you. Again, that, that's playoff football. It's different than a regular season. And it, it's nice to be able to air it out. It's nice to be able to put, you know, 50 on the board. But that is a statement game. Defense played really well. Run game was phenomenal. Uh, and that is generally a recipe for postseason success. So good for them. Yeah, I did find it a little bit laughable that Jerry Jones came out and was talking about uh, the issues they have with cleats. He had a line saying, uh, "Quote: We frankly had never gotten traction, and I mean that literally. That was a slippery field. If I had to do it over again, we would really be scrutinizing our footwear, our cleats. We had trouble digging in, so to speak. Yo, you can't tell me you didn't bring some long cleats to that game. Come on, man." <laughs> I had a chuckle on that. That's so stupid. That I think was really a tale of two lines. Um, yeah. And yep. it just the Rams did what they should have done, and they executed at a, at a higher level. I mean, it's just you know, it's like they 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 had a feel for what the Cowboys were doing. They had a good feel for the Cowboys' defense, and you know, cleats or not, tracks or not. I mean, there were some big holes there for them to run through. You don't pile up. You don't have 200-yard Russian running backs without yeah. doing a hell of a job with your offensive yeah. line. Uh, yeah. You know, cleats or not, dude. And look, your training staff, if y'all aren't traveling with the right cleats, man, that's on you. <laughs> that <was percent. laughs> that's on you, dude. You you got you gots to be ready. You got to be ready for the, for the possibilities, man. So, no, you know, I'm happy for McVay. I still wish he was the Redskins coach instead of Gruden. But that ship has sailed. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, that ship has sailed. I guess that's also true for the Chargers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I dude. Um, I, don't know if we have much, I don't know if we have much to say there. Um, I, there's not a ton other than, you know. I mean, one, team was ready and one team was ready and one team was not. 
I'm still blown away. I mean, 41 to 28, and you go, well, that's, if you didn't watch the game, you go, okay, well, that's a decent score. But if you watch that game, you only needed to watch the first half, and you, and you knew. <laughs> you knew, man. Um, out of the really? gate, the Patriots were just rolling, dude. Edelman, James yeah. White. And Chargers had some penalties. They, they actually had a, they had a defensive PI in the end zone against Gronk, set up the Patriots with first and goal to one. And I mean, Sony Michelle was an absolute stud in this game. Yeah. Um, if if, if uh, I don't I don't think you'll you'll mind me mm-hmm. uh, calling calling you out for this to to, to our listeners because I I think no, it's it's it. very in, in, in ingenious and impressive. But uh, so so I'm I'm at the the green household or watching. This game but you know for for the captain so you can multitask and, and you know do do uh, kid, kid duty while still maintaining the game uh dude <laughs> does a great job of you know rocking around with the the ipad with the kickstand uh to you know whatever destination he may be whether it be basement or upstairs uh so keep the game streaming while you know, i'm sitting and watching in the uh, um downstairs <laughs> but uh uh very very well played so yeah, it's like that's, that's smart. That's very sharp. Uh-huh. Way to go! Uh, but <laughs> but really, I was gonna say. I mean, so you know, we're 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 both keeping up with it, uh, even if we're in different spots. But um, basically, I mean, I I know, you know, because we we know. I mean, I'm just I just want to see anybody but Patriots. That's that's my whole thing. I know. I've <laughs> not a surprise. I have no no love. No special love for, for Philip Rivers, <laughs> so it wasn't as always thrilled at the idea of the Chargers going <laughs> anywhere. But but I, I knew when it's like mid second quarter, I'm like, all right, well, well, if it can be like, come on, if you can make it like just like a three score game by halftime, like only be down three touchdowns at halftime, then maybe, oh, okay, all right, well, <laughs> I mean, th- at that point, I'm like, all right, I mean, this is, <laughs> I'm just pounding my head against the wall because it, it's just again. And similar, but uglier than than we're, we're talking about the Colts. I mean, yeah. you just know that there's there's no turning back. There's there's no coming back from this. I I, I mean, and, and probably even more significantly, just because. Well, yes, if you call it any given Sunday, it's hard pressed to believe that a Belichick team could possibly melt down enough for that kind of comeback happen like you you know young team like the chiefs maybe maybe you come in the second half as a colts fan and think like all right you know if you can we can figure out a way to get to Mahomes, yeah. you can figure out a way to rattle them maybe we got a chance but but brady and, and the, the patriots i mean just destroying them as much as they were at halftime and it, it was it was just done it just, it just sucked but it was just done <laughs> well so. I, you know again the chargers teased us a little bit because i mean the patriots open with a 14 play 83 yard drive take you know, a little over seven minutes off the clock. And then, the char- you know, the Chargers, I mean, Rivers has a nice moment there. He kind of, you know, airs one out to Keenan Allen. Had a nice double hit and a nice double move, man, to get open. That's a 43-yard touchdown. You go 7-7, you go, all right, man, maybe maybe the Chargers are going to show up. But, right. you know, I mean, every time the, the Patriots had the ball early in that game, dude, they just went rolling right down the field, man. Edelman was yeah. on point, And Sonny Michelle was just a, just a beast in that first half. It's like they um, had the state, the state stables easy button. I mean, just just yeah, not stop, just easy button, easy button. Yeah, uh, no resi- no resistance. Mm-mm, not enough. By design, by execution, by whatever it was, by fail, really. Just the way that the way the Chargers schemed and executed and played their defense, it, it was it, it was a bad game plan, y'all. It was a bad game plan, man. Horrible game plan. It was a horrible game plan. Uh, and, and I know you know. 
teams will make adjustments, you know, going – it wasn't enough. Whatever y'all did, wasn't enough. <laughs> it just wasn't enough, man. It was a bad game plan, bad execution, bad adjustment. It was just bad. It was bad, dude. It was atrocious. I expected a lot more out of the Chargers than we got. And not that I'm saying I, I thought they were going to win the game, um, but I thought they were going to at least give them a game. And uh, the only thing they did was was the classic proverbial, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers give it away. I mean, that was just that was horrible, dude. Um, I mean, the patch was just rolling. You know, Sony Michelle. Then the, the, their third drive, they they polished off with a, a fifteen yard touchdown from Brady to to to, to the Colts cast off Dorsett. I think it was the first time in, in Patriots playoff history that they scored a touchdown in their first three drives, and then they made it four just for good measure. Uh, and Rex Burkhead gets one. The thing that's funny about the Patriots is it's always like the, they'll always mix in somebody. You're like, oh, he's healthy again, or oh, he's back again. They just do that to you. And by the way, Gronk blocked like an absolute boss on that Rex Burkhead touchdown, dude. Yeah, Th that made it twenty-eight to seven. And you know, you're kind of hoping the Chargers. What does that mean? Where somebody's poking a stick? Like, come on, do something. You know, what I mean, like that deal. And so the Chargers finally forced the Patriots to punt. And what do the, what do they do? They muff the damn punt. I mean, Desmond King, Desmond King, bruh. <laughs> I don't know what happened, bro, but that was not the answer. And then the Patriots make a just a, a hell of a play to, to recover that ball near the sideline. And what do you end up with? More Edelman and another drive finished off with a Sonny Michelle touchdown run. It's thirty five seven, bro. I mean, this is a beat down in progress. So I don't I don't care about the garbage points. I don't care about the garbage stats to close the gap. They were housed by the Patriots when it mattered the most. And, yeah. you know, that 6-7 and seven DB thing, that defense may have worked against the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not Tom Brady. I like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Yo, it, that, that, no, you, 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 look, you got to do, and D-State, you'll appreciate this. You got to do what the Giants did, man. You got to get up in Brady's face. You got to get up on him. How do you have Bosa and some of those players on defense – and y'all like have the sad sack pass rush, and you do that nonsense. It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. Don't get it. Sony Michelle, by the way, first player in uh, the last twenty-five postseasons with one hundred rush yards and three touchdowns in the first half of a game. The Patriots, and there will be any number of statistics. There's a long, there is a ridiculously long list of things you can talk about with them, with this game, with the playoffs, with Tom Brady. It, it's just, it's. It's all ridiculous. Uh, this is their eighth straight AFC Championship game appearance and the 13th AFC Championship uh, game appearance for Brady. So, essentially, throwing out the year that, you know, he had the knee injury. Throwing that one out. Of his completed seasons, 76.5% of his completed seasons, he ends up in the AFC Championship game. 13 of 17. How ridiculous is that? Obscene. That means that Brady and the Patriots under Brady and Belichick are more likely to play in the AFC Championship game than an NFL quarterback is likely to complete a pass. Drew Brees, who we certainly have respect for here at the Brew, his completion percentage, which is an NFL record, by the way, 74.4. Again, Brady in the AFC Championship game, 76.5. I mean, come on, man. That crap's not even fair. 
it's, 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 it's video game numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's obscene. It's completely obscene. And, uh, you know, again, if you didn't see it, uh, anybody that missed it, do yourself a favor and look up memes about Tom Brady's giant coat. Because <laughs> it was big last year, and that thing is bigger this year, dude. <laughs> There's fun, <laughs> there's fun tweets about it. Uh, I love the line. Somebody, somebody tweeted that. I said Brady looks like three kids standing on top of each other in that coat. <laughs> I thought that was that one was pretty funny. I laughed. And then someone posted some pictures and it, and it had like, um, you know, they said uh, Tom Brady's coat makes me think of the epic shoulders of M Bison. What a villain! <laughs> I mean, it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's just nuts, man. And then, and then uh, yeah, I mean, just this good stuff, dude. So I'm sure it'll have a a giant mungo coat <laughs> for the Chiefs game, but uh, just you know, it was a hell of a game plan by the Patriots. They gave Philip Rivers the business, and I don't—I don't know. I'm halfway wondering if 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 Gronk if they're waiting. I know there's lots of chatter about Gronk and. You can hate the Patriots, but I personally just find Gronk to be such... He just cracks me up. I really like that guy. Um, and I don't know if, if there's going to be a point that if he's just not the same or if they're just waiting to kind of unleash him a little bit. I'm not sure. But here's the deal, man. Everybody loves the dirt on New England. But here we are yet again. So there were reports about Tom Brady with a knee injury, all the problems that they have. You know, Gordon's obviously gone. But here they are, dude. I mean, Brady balled out. The defense balled out. Tony Michelle balled out. And we end up going to the championship game. Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs and the Patriots. And, and they're underdogs, which, again, we talked about very early on in the podcast. It's just they should be underdogs. The Chiefs have earned that. But it's still weird to think that that is the case. It's odd to see it. I, I do love this, by the way, and I hope you heard this in the post game, and hopefully the audio's decent. Well, gotta wait for the site to load. Come on now, come on for the win. Oh, it's taking its sweet time. Boo! Ah, right, here we go. All right, hopefully the audio's good. Here you go. This was uh, in in the post game. And, you know, I mean, Brady and Belichick and really everybody in that organization are pretty good at giving kind of like very controlled, very, you know, non-bulletin board material answers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but I loved this. From that one. It'll be a good game. They're a good team. And uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games. So we'll see. It'll be fun. <laughs> Everybody thinks we suck and can't win any games. I don't know that I would say that. <laughs> I think plenty of people are ready for the Patriots to go away. Uh, Lindy, obviously we know that you're not, but you're a Patriots fan, so that's a little bit different. But they're going to ride that underdog train as much as they can and that disrespect card as much as they can. And they just will. Uh, and they should. And yeah, they should. And, and, and again, whatever, whatever you use the motivation. Yeah. Whatever you can. It's like that, that conversation about the Warriors. Find your motivation any way you need to. The Chiefs, I think, are phenomenal. They're a fun watch. The Patriots are... <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said it this year, but I'm going to say it again. They're not gone until you knock them out, grind them out, gone. They're just not. You can hate them. 
you can want them to lose. You can wish that they go away. All that stuff. Until you take them out and finish them off, it's not done. The job's not done. Falcons couldn't do it. Eagles did it. But Falcons couldn't do it. And uh, the Chiefs, man, y'all playing with fire. You better show up ready to roll. Oh, for sure. You better show up ready to roll, put the points on the board, and keep the pedal to the metal. And whether that's that's grinding the hell out of them, ball controlling the death, whatever whatever the game plan is, if you have a high level of, of execution, you're going to need it. Because uh, that, that's just not a team you can take lightly. It's not a team you can expect to roll over. It's not a team that you can count out. It's not a team that you can figure, oh, we're up enough. You just, you just can't. You can't do any of that. You have to work to put, you know, just polish them off, keep the, keep the old proverbial foot in the throat. You just got to keep going at them. Until that final whistle, no plays off, dude. No plays Ooh. off. Um, all right, and then we got to power through. We're getting a little late. We got to power through uh, and then yes. make our picks. So, other games, Saints Eagles, which I think most of us probably look at as the most entertaining game overall of the weekend. Obviously, a bit of a uh, a little revenge factor for the Eagles since the uh, the Saints housed them forty eight seven in Week Eleven. Although that was with Car- you know Carson Wentz starting for the Eagles. Uh, Nick Foles had won six straight games as an underdog quarterback. Just a one one butterball away from potentially making it seven. Uh, I like that the I like that the Saints came out aggressive. I will say, you know, Breeds had some issues with underthrows in this game. I don't know why that was. I could halfway see with Ted Ginn that maybe he, you know, maybe there's some timings a smidge off. Uh, but you have to give credit to uh, Cravon LeBlanc. Uh, that was a great pick, uh, great read on because really Ginn had him beat and had had Breeze thrown in front of Ginn. That's a whole different ball game. Uh, but the Saints came out aggressive. The Eagles came out aggressive. They were firing away as well. Um, Foles was airing it out deep. Uh, second to two, and he hit Jordan Matthews for a touchdown to go up seven to nothing. Next Eagles possession, uh, Foles hits Alshon Jeffrey with a long ball on third and seven. They finish off a drive with a quarterback keeper. I mean, Nick Foles just stretching that ball over the goal line for the touchdown on the second and goal. I mean, it felt like it was 14 to nothing with, like, the quickness, dude. And uh, the Saints have – look, they've got a good defense. We certainly respect their offense and their run game, but for a moment, it just like it was like, oh my God, is are the Eagles going to blow them out of here? It was just it was bananas. Uh, you get to the second quarter, Eagles uh, Eagles had the ball at second and eight, and Foles fires off to Zach Ertz. Maybe he could have put a smidge more mustard on it. This really wasn't to me a, a particularly underthrown ball. I think it was really more a better play and a great play by Lattimore to go up and essentially steal that ball. Uh, from Zach Ertz. That was a hell of an interception and a baller defensive play. And, you know, we talked about Alabama against Clemson where they made these very aggressive calls and it smacked of desperation. I don't know that this smacked of desperation, but it was certainly really aggressive where the Saints went for the fake punt on fourth and one and Hill just gets a direct snap and he gets the first down. That was really, really gutsy at that point in the game. But it paid off. It paid off. Obviously, Michael Thomas had a humongous game. Breeze obviously had a good game as well. Uh, and they were willing to roll the dice on, on fourth and short, on fourth down, and they kept going for it. Quite frankly, they got down <clears throat> in this particular possession. They got down there with aggressiveness, and they finished off with it. 
They ended up with a fourth and goal. And, you know, team who dat, man. Breeze hits Kirkwood for the touchdown. And at that point, it's 14-7. And, you know, it felt for a minute like the Eagles might blow. Like, they needed that third score. You know what I mean? They needed that touchdown, feel, something. They needed that third score, and they couldn't quite get it. Because the Saints were out of sorts early. That was really the Eagles' opportunity space. And they almost, they almost, this felt like a game where the Eagles like had a lot of close, close, almost, maybe, you know what I mean? I'm not saying the magic ran out for foals, but the magic ran out for the team. And, and the Saints just kept coming, dude. The Saints just kept going at it. Uh, the proverbial chop in the wood. You know, uh, Breeze got uh, dropped on the third and three, got got taken down, but, you know, they punt, but they, they just trade punts. And uh, I, I thought it was really important that the, that the uh, Saints got that field goal at the end of the first half, close to 14-10, particularly in that game, which felt like it was going to be blown wide open early and then really tightened up. Uh, in the third quarter, you get another one of these underthrow from Breeze. I mean, he had he had Hill again for what probably was, barring something weird happened, you know, Hill would have essentially fallen into the end zone. It had just a little bit of an underthrow, just missed. And then, obviously, they had some penalty issues, too. Right after uh, that underthrow, Hill had just an absolutely phenomenal throw to Kamara for a woulda, coulda, shoulda been 46-yard touchdown and got wiped out by a holding penalty. That was a beautiful ball. That was a great play. Yeah, it was. And uh, it's one of the things I find intriguing about the Saints is not only do you have Breeze, but you got Hill, who's this jack-of-all-trades guy that does – he runs with it, he plays special teams, he'll play quarterback. The way that they can deploy that guy, uh, just super fascinating. And I'm sure they have some very specific things that when they need to, they will spring that stuff out. But the more important point is that the Saints just keep coming to keep fighting, whether it's penalties, converting third downs – you name it. They had an 18-play, 92-yard touchdown drive that took 11, essentially 11 and a half minutes off the clock. They essentially had a drive that was almost a quarter. That's amazing. I mean, and they had a ton of penalties on that drive. They had a ton of penalties on that drive, and they just kept fighting through it. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, you got Mark Ingram picking up tough yards. Saints bang through another field goal to go up 20-14. to And... It's one of these things where it's like the Saints are starting to salt this away, you know, and the Eagles, yeah, they were explosive to open the game, but it's like, what happened to them? Where'd they go? When I talk about the near misses, and to me, the Eagles had several. I mean, certainly the Saints had a couple. Eagles had theirs too. Uh, This one, I thought there were a couple moments late that really, really set the stage for what happened at the end. Eagles had the ball in fourth quarter. And Foles just zips one to Nelson Aguilar. And the guy just never turned his head. And it it was such a shame because that ball was put in such a great spot. If he had known that ball was there, I'm not saying he would have scored a touchdown, but he certainly has a big gain and a very conceivable breakaway touchdown possibility. All he had to do was just turn his head. I don't know if that was miscommunication, him, Foles, whatever. But he stuck it there. As this game goes on, the Saints convert another third and long. Eagles eventually hold. And when Lutz missed that 52-yard field goal attempt, wide right, I'm like, oh, my God. Sarah was down here saying something. I'm like, oh, my God, he missed the field goal. Holy crap. It's 20 to 14. The Eagles are coming for him, dude. And I ha- <laughs> I don't know about you. 
when he missed that field goal and knew the Eagles were getting the ball back, then you think the Eagles were going to come back and steal that game from them? I sure as hell did. Uh, Eagles got the ball back. Zach Ertz is making some clutch catches. Saints are getting dinged for rough in the passer. And yeah, it's just looking like there's still some magic yet in old St. Nick. As you get late in this game, it's second and 10 from the 27. The clock's ticking down. And the Eagles snapped it right before the two-minute warning. Now, we can argue about whether they should have done that. Maybe they should have milked the clock. You know, they did what they did. But here's the thing. Foles hits Alshon Jeffrey in the hands. Or actually, I guess I should say, he hits Jeffrey right through the hands. And the ball goes right to Lattimore for the game-selling pick. That's a tough way to go out. I know Alshon Jeffrey feels terrible. Uh, that was evident. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, a lot of people consoled him. And that's the end of that old magic carpet ride, man. The old BDN, St. Nick, whatever you want to call him. That's a tough end. And I think those are that's the kind of play that haunts you. Not that he was in the end zone, but just that sense of belief that they were going to do it. And it goes right through his hands. I mean, that that's cruel. That's cruel. Um, oddly enough, the Eagles are 6-2 and two in divisional playoff games since 2001. Both are losses at the Saints. The 14-point <laughs> co- comeback, by the way, is the largest comeback by the Saints in a playoff game, surpassing this one's for you, McGuffin, surpassing the 10-point comeback versus the Colts in Super Bowl 44. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I really thought that the Eagles were going to find a way to pull that one out. I really did. Uh, you know, yeah. some people were, were saying that they would have left too much time for the Saints. We don't quite know how the very end of the game would have gone. But I, I'm still blown away by the fact that, that that ball went through Alshon Jeffrey's hands. That was incredible. I, I, yeah, do was. Feel, I do feel bad on some level for that guy. But I know that some people, the football karma police, probably enjoy that since, you know, Cody Parkey, the ex-Eagle, Obviously lost the game for the Bears, and then Alshon Jeffrey, the ex-Bear, ends up losing the game for the Eagles. Like, in back-to-back weeks, it's kind of weird. Um, but one of my favorite parts from the weekend uh, is not some is not Alshon Jeffrey dropping it, but it was the letter from the second grader to Alshon Jeffrey, which I thought was super cute. And, you know, they, they were talking about how they, you know, the parent was talking about how you know, we want to teach our children that, you know, you work hard, you compete, but you got to learn, you got to learn to lose. And, um, so, th- you know, you had this group of kids and they, you know, they wrote letters. And so they had this one, uh, with the second grade, you know, this guy's second grade daughter is a huge fan and he wrote, wrote him a letter in school. And I thought it was, it was just super cute, man. It says, you know, I'm a huge Eagles fan. When I watched the play last night, I was crying. It's okay to lose a game. You don't always have to win. Um, couldn't have won the Super Bowl without you last year, and I think you're an awesome player. No matter what it, no matter what it takes, lots of practice. You know, it, she just goes on. It's just a, it's really thoughtful, really cute, and I thought it was great. Shannon posted this in the the group chat, and I hadn't seen it. I thought it was great, and so Alshon Jeffrey actually makes a surprise visit uh, to the second graders from Westchester, who wrote him the letters of encouragement after the Eagles lost to the Saints. So I'm going to play this little uh, bit for you. And uh, you know, the kids don't know. The kids don't know that Alshon Jeffrey's there. Um, and they think their teacher's trying to set up a FaceTime call. So I'm going to pick up right where they're kind of setting this up. But I, I love the kids' reaction to this. No, I don't think FaceTime works. So do you just want to talk to him in person? Oh, 
Sign my sweatshirt. But, you know, uh, props to him for going to that school. That that That's oh, yeah. great. You know, I mean, that's a tough thing. Really? And, and that's that's the kind of play that can haunt a person for their whole career. You know, and it's always weird. You, you'll, you'll, you watch these shows and you hear these players talk. And, yeah, they enjoy it and they remember the ones that they win. But when they're in positions like that and they feel like they have some obligation, very direct obligation or responsibility for a loss... Boy, it really sticks with them. Really sticks with them. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. That was that was nice. That was much nicer than the people that changed uh, Alshon Jeffrey's Wikipedia page and they updated his name to Alshon Butterfingers Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't think it was for second graders that did that. But uh, anyway, all right. Well, as we get to wrap up a clock here. Let's go ahead and start making our picks, man, and uh, getting out of this bad boy. Let's talk about the AFC and the NFC Championship games, uh, a little bit of preview. Uh, we'll just hammer through a couple of things really quickly. Um, side note, and by the way, this is the first time since the AFL-NFL merger that the conference title games feature the top four scoring teams. You know, there was a point in the season that felt like it would be these teams, and there was a point late season where it didn't feel like it would be these four uh, I think we all felt pretty confident in the Chiefs. Uh, there were certainly cracks, you know, in the foundation for the Patriots. There were certainly some issues with the Rams. And then the Saints, the tale of two halves of the season where it was like a lot of offense and then it turned into a lot of defense. So didn't quite know where that would go. But here we are. Okay. All right, Mark. So I'm just kind of curious. Looking at the championship games, I don't know which direction you want to go first, but you have a betting angle. Uh, and then you have what you you know kind of want, what you think, and uh, just to call your shots. Do you want to talk about just the general games? Do you want to go betting stuff for fun, or what would you like to do? Um, we'll, we'll, doesn't really matter to me. We'll 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 make it a, a smorgasbord. We'll talk about uh, each game individually, maybe with okay, you know, both betting angle and pick. Uh, so we'll, we'll, same as what we just did. We'll go in order of uh, appearance. So actually, it's okay. the Rams and Saints, three oh five p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Look at that. Um. I'm super looking forward to both games. Probably even slightly more excited for the Chiefs' past games, but but both should be outstanding. Both, uh, yes, you know, significantly. I mean, as you stated, top offenses. So not surprisingly, the highest uh, over unders. I'm sure for both games, you know, and the championship weekend and and probably a long time. Um, and and and, and legitimately so. I mean, I yeah. I, I would expect a lot of fireworks in both games uh it's 56 and a half over under for the rams Ooh. game and 50, 55 and a half for the chiefs patriots game for some reason i feel I, I i feel a little better about the chiefs patriots over than i do about the Rams saints but e- either way it, it should be close on, on both mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 right where it should be all right so if we're just talking about the saints rams game first um i you know it's tough to confidently pick a side when you're this deep in the playoffs. Cause I mean, yeah. the lines are usually very sharp, uh, you know, three and a half to the saints. Uh, I am both rooting, rooting for and believe the saints are going to take it down, but it's going to be close. I mean, it, I, it, it absolutely feels like 
um, a three to six point game is very likely, it can very likely be one of those last team to have the ball wins. Um, and so, uh, I would say if you're going to bet it, go ahead and, and just take the money line. You know, you're paying a little bit extra for it. It's a minus 165 right now to the Saints, but you don't have to worry about them, you know, winning by three, which is obviously frequently, you know, a final result. And if they win by three, yeah, you just get the push. And that's, nobody wants, nobody wants to root for a push. Uh, well, uh, so Williams, I think Williams rooted for a push from Mahomes in that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just saying. Good, good callback. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I call it a little bit of destiny. You know, Breeze, you know, again, continuing to amaze with, you know, having one of the best seasons ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I would love to see it happen for him. Um, Kamara has come on so much stronger than I think I even realized he could do. Um, I, I like the guy, but I don't know, for some reason this year, he really impressed me. And so I just, I think for four full quarters of the Rams mm-hmm. being able to hold the Saints in check again. Not that the Saints are going to shut out the Rams, but I just think once again you you, you put them in the dome, um, and you just you watch the Saints just just dominate. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I don't know if you heard this. This was uh, Drew Brees doing his pregame deal, um, and and he he turned forty. So happy birthday, Drew Brees! Appreciate. It. Thanks for joining the Forty Club. <laughs> and still being fantastic. Remember us old guys, not you, Mark, but the rest of us old guys. <laughs> you know, need need these NFL players getting up in age, man. Still representing pretty strong. Uh, but I loved this pregame deal. This is before the Eagles game. Uh, did did you did you by chance have you heard this? I've I've heard about it, but I definitely haven't right. heard it. This is this is great. This is Drew Brees just going at it in the pregame huddle, man. Getting ready for the Eagles. All right, here you go. Hey, listen to me now. There's three stages to this game. You play, you compete, and lethal. When you're a kid, you play. You play because you love this game. You love the game of football. Then you start learning fundamentals. You start learning technique. You start learning how to compete and how to win. Now the third stage, not everybody gets to the third stage. Not everybody gets to be lethal. But when you get a group of guys, a team like this, they love one another. They play for one another. That's lethal. Yeah, dude, that is lethal, man. You know, he was hype, bro. <laughs> he was hype. He was ready. That. You know, I don't. That's I, one of those. I think like the thing that gets the the water boy fired up. That gets uh, mm-hmm. absolutely everybody within within a certain radius. You know, pretty freaking fired up. Well, by the time you figure in Drew Drew Brees's pregame, and then you know Sean Payton breaking out. Two hundred fifty thousand bucks and a Lombardi Trophy behind glass. That's good motivation, man. And yes, yes, you know, yes. and we talk about the Eagles and you know some of the magic they've had and their resilience, of which they've had much. They've had a lot over the past couple of years. But it's not like you know the, the Saints have resilience too, man. I mean, they could have folded up the tents getting down to Philly. They didn't. You know, they battled back in. They fought back in to get that game and to take that game. So, you know, to me, whatever happens between, you know, the Saints and the Rams, if it comes down to a matter of grit, give me the Saints. You know what I mean? If one team just flat out executes the other, so so be it. If the Rams can run the ball over the place, so be it. Maybe they win that way. But if it comes down to resolve and grit, give me the Saints, you know? 
Um, side note, uh, another thing I thought it was kind of a hoot. I don't know if I don't know if you saw this, but uh, uh, the Super Bowl is going to be in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> certainly, the Saints and the Falcons have some history, <laughs> and so Atlanta Mayor uh, Keisha Lance Bottom said while answering questions from a reporter, she wanted to see anybody other than the Saints in the Super Bowl. <laughs> she basically said, "As long as it's not the Saints, I'm happy." I know there's going to be a bounty on my head for saying that. Come on, man. So anyway, uh, some New Orleans politicians had to fire back. And New Orleans City Councilman Jay Banks, uh, who's uh, getting ready to run for re-election, and he said, quote, I'm disappointed that she felt that way, but we're still coming, and it's not our fault that her team sucks. <laughs> I, think that's way, I think that's way better than betting a meal or a bottle of booze or something. I love the fact that he just laid the lumber. I mean, if they could win, then they wouldn't have this problem. But at the end of the day, don't get mad with me. Don't hate the player. Don't hate the game. Learn how to play the game better. <laughs> Her team sucks. That's cold, man. Saints Saints with a prime opportunity to go rolling down to Atlanta. <laughs> Rub a little salt in that wound, buddy. Oh, that was great. But... um. <laughs> You know, I, I, you got all this Marcus Peters drama with Drew Brees, you know, and, and maybe you can argue that the Saints got away with one a little bit um, with the Eagles, maybe. They certainly made some clutch plays when they had to, and the Eagles were close on a lot of stuff, man. I mean, that ball going through Alshon Jeffrey's hands is crazy. Almost getting a strip sack, strip sack fumble on Brees, which would have put him in essentially field goal range. You know, the Saints have a lot of resolve and a lot of grit, because the you have to not only beat a team, you have to beat the story. And the Eagles had a hell of a story, and they rode that last year, and it looked like they were going to start riding that this year. So that's a that's a big thing. I know that sounds goofy, but that's a big thing. You have to beat the team, you have to have to beat the myth, and you have to beat the story. And the Saints did all three. One thing, by the way, the Saints haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher on PTI. I think they said it was a year and a half or a season and a half. Uh, which is incredible. So the Saints have a better rush defense than the Cowboys. Obviously, they lost a lineman to injury. But I don't know that we're going to see the, the Rams rock 250, 270 yards on them. You never know. But uh, I think uh, I think the Dome's going to be rocking, man. And the Rams better be ready. Although, uh, to be fair, the Rams aren't used to having a home field advantage anyway. Right? I mean, if Cowboys fans are taking over their stadium, they're used to crowd noise not in their favor so maybe it won't bother them to go uh to new orleans and and deal with a loud crowd but i don't know man i i think at the end of the day i think both teams are capable but i said grit and this is the time of year yeah you gotta have it so i'm gonna take the saints i'm gonna take the saints uh mark do you remember who uh mark excuse me mark do you remember who uh randy and uh shannon took uh yes i believe that's uh shannon is joining us on the uh, Saints, uh-huh. uh, Chiefs, uh, line, uh-huh. um, just, just, just straight up winner, uh, picks and, uh, Mr. Giles is joining, uh, the Patriots fan club says it feels like it's going to follow, uh, the path of, of Bama. Oh yeah. Not he's sure doing, he's doing the trend deal. <laughs> doing the trend deal. Of course. Um, and then, um, Saints for the, the earlier game. Okay. Uh, so we got that one, and then we'll just polish off with this man. Look, Chiefs Patriots, dude. They met in Week Six. It was four to three forty in Foxborough. Um, 
Chiefs played their asses off uh, and really they almost stole that one. This is the first ever AFC championship game in Kansas City, which sounds kind of crazy as long as they've been in the league. Uh, but understand this. In the past six years, the number one seed has won, the, won in the divisional round and won the AFC championship game five of six times. Three were New England, two were Denver. If Kansas City wins, that's six for six. Okay? That's a pretty strong deal. And again, the Chiefs should be the favorites at home. They've been more consistent over the course of the season. It's still weird to see the Patriots as underdogs. But this is a great chance for Andy Reid. The Patriots have struggled on the road. And maybe the weather's a little bit of an equalizer. Or if it's really cold, maybe it's a little bit of an advantage for the Patriots. We'll have to see. Okay? Yeah, anytime you talk about records and postseason and Brady, you get into just crazy numbers. And some of it's just the sheer amount of playoff games that guy has played because he's played in just <laughs> an obscene amount of playoff games. Okay, so his numbers are preposterously ridiculous. All right, but the forecast, it went from like the, you know, polar vortex is split and it's going to be like negative a bajillion to, you know, maybe it's going to be in the teens or the 20s. And look, that's still cold as hell, but 20 degrees is much better than negative 2 or negative 10 or negative 15 or any of that crap. So we'll see when it actually gets to game time what this is going to be, but, you know... Uh, the Patriots don't give a crap. If it's cold, it's cold, man. They're going to come out and they're going to ball. Um, uh, I, I just, I, I think where I'm curious is, is if it's really cold, how do they game plan to deal with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? And obviously you, you can't game plan around, you know, Mahomes just slinging the ball at crazy angles with his arm. I mean, that guy can just throw it all kinds of different ways. You, you just How do you take that away? Because then he just some, does some scramble, leaping, jump across his body, across the field throw. I mean, you just never know with that dude. But, I, you know, I, I love this setup. And the, I just think it's, it, it sets up to be such a compelling, such an interesting game. And, you know, however the weather turns, maybe it ends up being one of the coldest games in NFL history. Okay. Uh, you're also going to get a, a really rare, actually an ultra rare, uh, super blood moon total eclipse during this game well that's extra fascinating right maybe some werewolves would be out I'm not, I'm not sure uh but but that's pretty wild I mean this just it's a, it's a super interesting game from a football matchup from a weather standpoint and then the super blood moon is kind of a fun factoid but um you know at Brady and the Patriots they have a good record in bad weather man they have a really good record in bad weather and um the Chiefs, I don't think Mahomes is bothered by a lot of stuff yet. He doesn't seem to have the weight on him, uh, and that's probably a good thing. You can criticize Andy Reid a little bit. I think that's fair, uh, certainly for coming up short, whether it's clock management, whether it's situational football. You know, that that does happen. But, oh, man. Dude, I'm torn. I'm torn. Who are you doing in this game, man? I, I would imagine, uh, Mark. I would imagine you're taking the uh, you're taking the you're taking the Chiefs. Oh yeah, no, this one's pretty straightforward. Heart and head for me. Uh, they match up. I just you know, I still feel like this Patriots team is is surely not not coming as strong as they have in previous years. Uh, I think that you know, we have to recognize that's uh, you know this. This Chiefs offense has been super special, not infallible, and, and, so. and not without 
not without issues, and they're 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 young. Uh, but I don't see Mahomes get rattled. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't I mean, seem if, to. Any, if anything, I almost think that he thrives on it. I mean, he, he just he's had so many of these little throws that make no sense. He kind of pulls it out of nowhere, but he's 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 watching. He's 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 you know, doing what he's doing in, in real time, and it's easy enough for us to, to watch on TV. And I still think frequently when he gets out of these jams, I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? No, remember, he's he's Patrick Mahomes. Let him do his thing. Uh, there we go. That's yeah. The, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. he just he pulls off these these plays that just don't make sense to me. So, anyway, I've gushed gushed about him all season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I recognize that the, the the Patriots, you know, they you, know, you certainly assume they 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 knew. Um, you know, after um, you know after after what's 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 come, they can't take this lightly. Um, but uh, I just I I don't know. I just think that that's um uh, homes and company is going to be too 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 much for them i just don't see them being able to yeah. keep all of the kansas city weapons at bay and i think you know you'll see a better offensive performance from new england than we saw out of the colts but i just don't think they, i would, got I would expect and, so. And so i would expect yeah. a better offensive and defense uh defensive performance. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely that doesn't mean so I'll, 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 I'll take the, I'll take the chiefs to win by seven okay Oh man, just on paper in general, I want to take the Chiefs, dude. Like flat out, no, no doubt. I, I think what I'm curious about is how the weather turns, and is that going to be an equalizer? Is that going to mess with Tyreek Hill? Is it going to mess with the skill position guys? Is this going to turn into a grinder game? I, you know, we just we don't know yet. Uh, we don't quite know what the no- weather is going to be, other than it it will be cold. But there's a difference between cold and insufferably cold. <laughs> Uh, and, and none of that stuff's going to bother the Patriots, man. None of it. Uh, Brady, by the way, is. Do you know what his record is in sub thirty degree games? Do you want to wager a guess? I don't. I probably not. <laughs> All right, twenty four and four is what he is in sub thirty, and he's five and one in sub twenty. It's ridiculous. All right, uh, you know. A, again, some of this is just a, a good team. <laughs> a good team. A good quarterback and playing for as long as he has. Plus, they you know they play outdoors. I mean that's that's a strong home field home, home field advantage. Um, but it's just you know I th- I think the weather may serve as a little bit of an equalizer. I don't know that I can pick the Patriots. I will not be surprised if they find some way to win this damn thing. I won't be. But if I have to lay it on the line and make a pick, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think they can run. I think they can distribute the ball in different ways. The only thing that concerns me is if it's tight late, does Andy Reid's track record come back to bite him a little bit? Whether it's clock management or a timeout issue, maybe a little bit of the playoff you know, pressure and the youth of Mahomes, maybe something happens. Uh, they'd be, they would be ripe for that. Uh, again, the Patriots are great in a lot of capacities. They're not as good on the road. They weren't this season. They haven't been in the playoffs. So it, it's a tremendous opportunity for Reed. It's a tremendous opportunity for the Chiefs. It's a tremendous opportunity for Mahomes. And uh, I'm okay if the Patriots win it, but I think the story is mighty compelling if the Chiefs get through this. And that's a hell of a gauntlet to run. And then, you know, they, they got one more game. They got one more game. But, oh, the storylines are great. 
Brady v. Mahomes. Perhaps Mahomes Mahomes gets to take out Tom Brady and Drew Brees. That's a hell of a thing to do. My gosh. You know, the young guy taking out two of the vets, the superstars, the old guys. So (laughs) it's it's pretty good. But, uh, you know, my lean. Boy can dream. I'm really, yeah, no boy can dream. I'm really tempted to take the Patriots. I kind of want to take the Patriots. But um, I, I just. The, the Chiefs are. The, I think the Chiefs are pretty special. I think it's going to take. You know, maybe the Chiefs have a bad turnover or something goofy happens. Uh, I. I just think. You know, their defense balled out against Indy. I don't. I don't know that they're that the the Patriots will kind of wilt under that pressure the way the Colts did, uh, particularly on both sides of the ball. I would expect them to be prepared. I would expect them to certainly scheme, but it's hard. It's one thing to scheme for a player, but it's another thing to scheme for just players that are uh, transcendent and you know move above and beyond and uh, they they just have some ridiculous skill position players um and Mahomes is filthy so it you know you can talk about tendencies you can talk about film but that guy can just improvise and do things on the run and do things out of nowhere so that's tough that's tough so a slight edge to Kansas City I'm good either way I won't hate either way um but it, you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes can do what Dan Marino couldn't, which is come in here and just run the table and get this job done. Yeah. But anyway, I'll tell you what, man. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for, uh, it was fun. It was good to see you, man. It was fun to hang out. Likewise. Uh, Shannon well, and, Dan, and yeah, no, this is good times, dude. Uh, thanks for, you know, popping the tops, cracking a cold one, hanging out, enjoying a couple of tasty beverages. That was good times. We'll we'll get out of here and hopefully everybody can get some rest. Enjoy the football this weekend. I think I really do believe we're in two. We're in oh. for two very good football games. Uh, I, I would be completely shocked if if either one of these was just some blowout one way or the other. Although I I would think if I, if I had to put money on the blowout risk factor, it might be the Chiefs. You know, blow. Not not that I'm saying they'd blow them out. I'm just saying like what the Patriots did to the Chargers. If things break the wrong way, the Chiefs could do to the Patriots. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You know, so I don't expect that to happen. I'm just saying, if I had to put money on a team doing it and running away with it, it would be the Chiefs, just because they're they're so scary and can score so quickly. Uh, but yeah. I think both game, I, I expect both games to be good, uh, to be competitive, to be feisty. Uh, and maybe a team kind of breaks away late, depending on uh, how the ball bounces and some setups and time and, and, you know, that turnovers and that kind of deal. But I think we're in for two quality football games, man. I, I do too. And so I'll, I'll say, you know, any of our listeners, if you care the least, the slightest about the NFL to tune in on Sunday, clear your schedule, tune in, got two games or we're looking at probably over six hours, depending on, you know, certain things, just, just, just do it. Just do it, man. So well worth it. Just do it, dude. Just do it. All right, bro. You know what's funny is I don't think we played any. We played virtually no sound bites, no songs, no anything tonight. You do realize that, right? Yeah, it was, it's, it's hard for us to troll when it's just you know, the two of us. <laughs> it's 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 doable, but oh, of course it's doable. Yeah. That's okay. Well, hey, man. <laughs> Unlike Adam Vinatieri, we banged our way through this podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> I'm saying. 
I didn't actually mean to play that, but I was trying to close Windows and it kind of popped up and it reloaded on YouTube. And then all of a sudden there was like music in the background. So I'm like, well, I guess I need to find a way to work that in somehow. So I did. But uh, anyway, look, from all of us to all of you, enjoy your weekend. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for putting up with us. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the show, man. If you like it, word of mouth makes a big deal for podcasters, man. Uh, share with some friends, uh, show some love, show some gloss. Uh, and if you hate it, I'll take the feedback too, man. That's okay. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, and we'll make fun of you next time we record because obviously if you don't like us, you're an asshole. <laughs> or you have no sense of I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, look, uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. And we'll catch you next week uh, as we set up for the Super Bowl. I can't believe we're here, Mark. I can't believe we're here. It's nuts. It's beyond insane. Yeah. But uh, enjoy it. Uh, Mark, is always good to see you. I'm taking the Giants. You're taking the Giants? That's that's a smart play. Smart play. Smart play. By the way, I like how uh, um, Strahan told the the Clemson football players that uh, he would hook them up with a lobster dinner. (laughs) <laughs> i appreciate that, I thought that was a, it's no it's no burger king <laughs> hamburgers <laughs> hamburgers hamburgers that's pretty funny um and it's not about hate but my god i tell you i never thought in my life i'd see a mcdonald's uh mcdonald's and wendy's and burger king platter like on silver trays with like all the fanciness of the white house that was amazing and that was funny uh, and even yes. people can argue politics. That crap was hilarious. That was hilarious. A file under things I never expected to see. <laughs> Hamburgers. But I do appreciate all the memes and all the ridiculousness. All the ridiculousness that morphed out of Trump serving the, Clem- the Clemson football team a bunch of hamburgers. That was glorious. That was fantastic. And I guess in fitting fashion, for a lot of people... There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you're a rocket scientist. No. That's not the part I want. There you go. Alright, here you go. McDonald's, Wendy's, and uh whoever else was at the White House. That don't impress me Thanks, Shania. Thanks. Of course, the Colts, uh, Colts, uh, Colts performance in that playoff game also did not impress me much. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mark, it's great to see you. Go get some rest. I'll wrap this Likewise. thing up. As always, it's a pleasure. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, man. We are the Sports Brew. Good night now. Good night now. Peace out, folks. Go Chiefs. Go Saints. <laughs> All right, rest up, bro. Catch you later, man. Yes, yes, sir. All right, good night. Thanks.